Valuetown is a Hearth Sim production. Find out how to support Valuetown at patreon.com slash Valuetown. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Value Town. This is episode 167. Man, it's kind of crazy. I'm Chainman V, and of course, Gar is here. Uh, joining me as always. What's up, buddy? Uh, I'm super excited. I, I love Hearthstone, and it's so much fun. And I'm super excited <laughs> to be on the show. Yeah, awesome. And then we've got the, the oxymoron himself, Bore Control, on on yeah. the show. Uh, you know, coming straight off of playoffs this this last weekend, and it's first time on the show, so welcome, man. It is, yeah. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, everybody that's uh, joining the chat now, I hope you guys are, are ready to talk about some, obviously, HTC playoffs, given that War Control was just there and just happened this past weekend. Uh, we've got the final results, the brackets that we, we talked about. XR posted it. Uh, and then we've got a bunch of um, interesting news that involve balance changes and, and possible cards. So I actually know what the possible cards could be that, that they end up um, nerfing or changing. So definitely want to give our insight on that uh, and then of course meta just what's going on this week uh lots of early climbs watching you know board control i think get into legend on all three servers is definitely yep. been a learning experiences <laughs> this past week um and then uh and then some q a at the end of course uh, but to start off just want to mention that this episode is sponsored by dollar shave club uh, so if you are needing in need of a razor, definitely go check out dollarshaveclub.com, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it um, later. And of course, you know HS Replay, our Valley Town is an HS Replay show now. So uh, go to hsreplay.net and uh, check out the most amazing stats you'll see in Hearthstone. I'm not biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's talk about this week. Let's just uh, jump on just what we've been doing this week in Hearthstone, and yeah, board control. Like you know, I was just mentioning your your climb to legend. It's just so easy for you, man. I'm just like watching you play Tempo Mage, and it's just like, ah, it's like two or three hours. And yeah. You go from rank five to legend, and I'm just like, oh, man, that's like the easy life. So, so how's it been, man? Been just as yeah, easy as it looks? Yeah, it's been every month in the competitive season now. I just have to grind on all three servers, get legend, and then the goal is to get high legend. So I try and just play a deck that maybe I'm not 100% on and just mm -hmm. played some more Tempo Mage games because, of course, you have to prep for tournaments all the time as well. So I've got Dreamhack Tours coming up. Yeah. So I wanted to practice some Marlot Paladin, practice some Tempo Mage, maybe try a couple of different cards, secret package in, in the Marlot Paladin, see how these mm -hmm. go on the climb. But generally, the climb is always it's always nice and quick compared to grinding the in Legend afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Gara, how's your climb been early, early season? Uh, yeah, I'm, like, almost Legend on the third server now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, first, I didn't even plan on getting Legend first server, but I did like Legend in two days on both other servers. Just nice. I, I, I'm not even playing so much, and then I'm like, I might as well play Europe. I was playing Fun Decks, and now I'm ranked two, so I'm five stars, so I'm almost legendary. It's just <laughs> playing so Fun fast. Decks. Wow. Yeah. Nice, man. That's, so, like, yeah. might as well get Legend on all three servers, um, which should happen tomorrow. I'm just playtesting a lot. Also, I'm going to DreamHack Tour, so I'm playtesting a lot and yeah at the same time i'm getting legend so it feels good man i guess cool yeah i've probably, I've probably played a little bit more the last couple of days than i normally do and particularly been playing paladin which i've put off for a long time just because i i play against so much paladin i was just like ah, i don't i don't even want to play it but figured i would try it then you know definitely got up to rank two and then switched over to 
to Warlock, just control Warlock, and man, been struggling with the the mirrors and figuring out that. So kind of stuck at rank two right now. But you know, playing Paladin is like easy life, man. It's yeah. just like <laughs> it's like so easy to to um, to climb if you once you figure out you know like uh, how the the mirrors work and and just the little things. It's it's crazy good. Um, but mage, you know, when I, I was watching you play, right, work control, and I was like, okay, right. I'll switch over to mage because we, we played a lot of mage, um, I, or at least I played a lot of mage, maybe about a week and a half when Firebat was on, and um, I was like switching over, and I was like, okay, I, you know, shoot, man, he's like winning ten games in a row and stuff. It's so like I, I I better do this, right, <laughs> dude? Could, <laughs> couldn't get above fifty percent on it when I was doing it, so I must be doing something wrong or or yeah. uh, running a little little cold there. Yeah, what helped me out a lot of that deck was APX Void made his guide for Mage, and he yeah. told you about all the mulligans and like keeping certain cards with certain cards. Like yeah. once you have the mana worm, suddenly cards like Primordial Glyph, which you wouldn't normally keep, become mm-hmm. good keep cards because then yeah. you buff the worm. And like he made a lot of good points about general matchup text and stuff, and mm-hmm. just make sure you play in the best thirty card list as well. There's some lists which play like Vex Crow. I don't really think that list is as good sort of thing. So yeah. if you're playing the good thirty cards and you're following APX's rules, you can't really go very wrong from there. Yeah, he write, he always writes these great guides, and the, the most recent one, you know, he came out APX Void, by the way, if you didn't hear that. Um, just he's a mage expert. <laughs> he's like a, he's a super mage specialist, and um, yeah, his latest one apparently is like super good. Clearly, it's definitely yeah. a, a great vouch, uh, at least from <laughs> board control here. So check that out when you get a chance. Um, any other decks you guys climb with easily? I mean, besides even Paladin Tempo, Mage, um. anything. Um, I did like I I don't know I do like fun challenges for myself. For example, mm-hmm. in Asia, I only played Mage, a uh, big spell yeah. Mage. Oh, so okay. till Legend, like I didn't switch, and then I went to an A, and then I decided to only play Priest, just to compare win rates. For yeah. me, it's interesting to see. So I had like five um, percent lower win rate with my plus Priest as with big spell Mage, huh. and then you know, then I go like you and I only play Warlock <laughs> just to see, <laughs> just to compare win rates. That's cool Legend. though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's good to kind of isolate a strategy per server, be able to do that. Because, uh, I, I mean, I find myself wishing I had that kind of setup because, you know, whenever I want to switch over to something I'm not that familiar with, I, you know, I'm going to obviously be affecting my rank on whatever server I'm, like my, my main, you know, account or whatever. So uh, I kind of wish <laughs> I was doing that sometimes. But uh, Big Spell Mage has got its pockets, right? Like, there's definitely some good matchups right now for Big Spell Mage. Uh, but I, f- I think... It really changed a lot. Uh, I don't know who who made the most recent build, but to include a lot of healing, I think Big Spell Mage was really bad last month, and there was like a new list. I I forgot where I, where I saw it for the first time, but they played like the Apple Bomb and the Jewel Scarabs, just mm-hmm. a lot of healing, yeah. so you can contest uh, Temple Mage. Mm-hmm. And after I played that, it really pushed the deck, and I also liked uh, Zetalot's build of Mind Plus Priest. Because he added the squashlings, this also really boosts the power level of the deck by a lot. Which one is the so squashlings? Much more fun. I forget. What, the, which one is the two mana echo card from Priest that heals? Oh, the the one three. Oh no, for, for the two, oh two the one. two one right because that creates a, a two one every time. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like also a lot of fun, and there's so many synergies you can do. Like you can do cool plays with like cleric squashling, and on a twi- uh, damage <laughs> twilight drake, then you yeah. suddenly draw three cards and you have a full board. So it's kind of like yeah. the new circle combo. It's very cool, yeah. and it's a lot of fun to play. And you like, the, I like these cards where you can think and you know be greedier. Then you you wait till turn ten and then play five uh, four, 
yeah, five squash things, mm-hmm. or you play them early just for tempo, you get two squash. It's it's very cool. Yeah. But besides uh, like super new decks, I think there was the most hype around after six or shrink one with even paladin. I mean everyone was playing even paladin, but if not Everyone was playing even Paladin by then. Everybody was already no, playing even Paladin. Paladin. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's new? <laughs> yeah, there are like five, ten, twenty different versions of even Paladin. So it's, like, it's all the same, man. <laughs> and eventually, I didn't. You know, um, one thing that I was wanting to try was uh, was it Jombre's Warrior? Uh, oh, even get, warrior? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get a chance to get play it yet, though, man. I, but I was like, oh man, this looks. It didn't look so bad. When I yeah, I mean, clearly it's not bad. I mean, if he climbed to where he did. Yeah, he's sixty percent to legend. He says. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. It must must good. be good. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty damn good. It looks like it's good against aggro for sure. But um, I wonder how it matches up against Q block and control lock. Um, yeah, it so- sounds like when you say even warrior, he picked the worst two possible combinations to stick together. <laughs> I but know. The deck actually is all right. It's, I was, even I was Hunter. Even Hunter. Even oh, Hunter. Gosh, Hunter. Oh, is that a, even worse? A, oh, yeah. That's a challenge. That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> because all good Hunter cards are on. Yeah, uh, the threes are gone, which is like huge for Hunter. But, but four is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, five two, right? Five is the killer card. Um, all right, but we'll talk, a little, I guess, maybe a little bit more in depth in a second here with uh, the meta. Uh, one thing I did want to follow up after last week was really check out what the community ended up um, voting for in terms of, whoops, not this, voting for in terms of the brackets that we discussed last week. So, you know, we made our own predictions, and then Ixar posted the actual results. And, dude, Falcone, I think, was ended up being <laughs> correct to this prediction with Dr. Boom being the community's best card ever so um you know board control you weren't here with us last week so thoughts on dr boom being the best card ever of course i've been following the bracket like everyone else on twitter this whole time and i was there voting away for some people time every time (laughs) but dr boom was just knocking everything out of the way i'm surprised but also kind of not surprised. It's always been sort of the first meme card. Everyone was like, Dr. Boom on 7 always wins. It was in every deck at the time. Everyone joked about it being yeah. uh, Dr. 7. Like there was the whole curve with Secret Paladin where you curved out Dr. 6, Dr. 5, Dr. 7, Dr. 8. And like, that was the, the main sort of card which caused that. So I can see it there. People think it's best. I would, Personally, I would say it's definitely not the best card ever. Tan's definitely a better card than it. But I can see why people picked it. It was a very powerful card at the time. And everyone talked about it loads, and there were lots of sort of memes made about it as well. Yeah, look at that bracket Dr. Boom was in. It had Sludge Belcher, Savannah Hymane, Flame Waker, Rag, Duskbreaker, and Jade Idol. That might have been the toughest like bracket right there in, in all, yeah. all of yeah. them. That's crazy. There's no gimme there at all. But um, yeah, so Dr. Boom, uh, Gar, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about Dr. Boom last week, but yeah, yeah. you surprised me. I agree to disagree, like board control. Um, I'm not surprised, but I'm. It's definitely overvalued. Uh, but people also forget. Maybe maybe they don't think about it. Is uh, Doctor Boom was um, played at that time pre-nerf BGH, so we had three mana BGH at that time. So it was not as oppressive because we had a counterplay to it. I think a lot of the other cards, which I would consider the best cards in Hearthstone. We have like no counterplay, like ultimate infestation, like uh, Gul'dan, like operative. It's very like the counterplay to those cards is like almost non-existent. So this is why I would disagree with this being one of the best card ever. But it's obviously a very very powerful card and was one of the 
best cards, if not the best card at that time when it was played. I, I think Dr. Boom might have been the highest play rate ever, you know, for, for a, you know, because it was neutral, right? It was, it was not a class. Yeah, it was like, I think Shredder and Dr. Boom, it'd be interesting to see what Blizzard, you know, could show that, just which cards had the highest play rate in all decks during their era. And I think Dr. Boom was was in there. Like, it, it's got to be up there. Play? Yeah. Do we have stats if more people played than Hearthstone? Hmm. Wait, what do you... What? Are there, like, is that data if more people played than constructed Hearthstone than right now? Oh, oh I'm sure there more. is. Yeah, of course there is. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I think Dr. Boom was in, in the stage where we were still growing. So at this point, I don't know how much Hearthstone's growing as much as... You know, just trying to maintain a, a certain level because you know we're always having people leaving the game and and coming in, right? So once you, I think Hearthstone's probably reached that equi equilibrium phase, you know, where you're just kind of like losing people as much as you're gaining. But uh, Doctor Boom definitely was at a time when we were we were still on the way up. So yeah. um, I would say it's probably less to answer your question. We had less people playing at that at that time, maybe constructed than tonight. But then now, it's right? crazy if this was still like the most played card ever, if you think about it. If more people are playing now in comparison. Yeah. Mm. So notice patches was high as well. Yeah. Well patches you know the thing about Dr. Boom is like there, people were playing it in aggro, people were playing yeah, it in control. <laughs> I mean there was like no reason not it was kind of yeah, crazy Mario, that aggro decks were actually Mario. playing it too. Every yeah, deck yeah, literally every deck was playing. <laughs> Except Mage. It was the only deck I remember, like Freeze oh, Mage. Freeze Mage? Okay, Mage. yeah, Freeze Mage. It was like the deal. only deck that didn't include, because <laughs> it was true. so bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bone, Bone Mare had a little bit of that feel, right? Before the nerf. Um, yeah. And but you couldn't play it in Cooper. every deck. Yeah. Because Creep it requires you to have a board. Dr. Boom, you can just jam in your deck. <laughs> Creeper. Creeper before the nerf. Um, I mean, it has to be a, a non-class card, right? Like, it, it, for it to be yeah, able to strong. qualify for that. So, Sylvanas was in most decks as well. Mm, yeah, but probably not, not, not aggro decks, but yeah. Yeah. Oh no, like Zoo played Sylvanas. I remember. Yeah, I don't even remember that. Really? That's. <laughs> that was that. Yeah. Okay. Morganus as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other uh, surprises here? I mean, a lot of these are like, to be honest, what, what I would have guessed the community would pick. Um, I think. I thought this was just just disgusting, but it's, it's <laughs> I, actually. I, I mean, this like Reno over Winnowarm was disgusting, but I mean, the final vote is the most interest uh, interesting, I would say, because there's no recency bias, right? Because if you go later now, you you face so many paladins, you face so many even paladins mm -hmm. that people still vote for Doctor Boom is actually kind of crazy to think about. Well, I mean, the, yeah. the paladin cards. I mean, call call the arms. I mean, had, had a good showing, obviously, and and Tarim, I mean, you've got Terum in the finals, so it's... I, mean, I think Paladin was well-represented here. Um, what are the other classes? Yeah, I How mean, far did Iceblock go? <laughs> yeah, in general, it, it, lots of cards. That, the yeah. infestation, UI, which... Ex expensive cards were overrated. And Mad Scientist yeah. losing to Iceblock is a travesty, I have to say. Yeah, I had <laughs> Iceblock winning ridiculous, here, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that one was a tough one. I think back-to-back... Mad Scientist, Ice Block, and then whatever versus UI. I think those two are, were pretty, pretty tough. UI versus Mad Scientist. Who wins, boy? Control. Mad Scientist. Wow. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it was crazy during its time, man. The hunter. It was so and, good. Oh my god, in the mage. In mage. Yeah. Oh my god. Crazy. Yeah. yeah I will never forget when it was released. It was, I think, 
the first wing or the second wing, wing of Naxxramas. And it was like, I won the tournament right afterwards because Hunter was super good before it. And then Hunter got Web Spinner and Mad Scientist. No, and Hunter Creeper as well. And Undertaker. At, at the same and, time. Uh, uh, I think Undertaker came later. Oh, was that the one after the week? After? Yeah. Okay. There was unbelievable power. <laughs> there was the biggest power creep for a deck ever. You know what Eric should do next is like <laughs> ignoring nerfs. You know, like just disregard nerfs. What what's the most powerful card? Like Undertaker and Warsong Commander, Old Buzzard. And like all, oh my god. I wonder what would end up being there. Like a, a lot of people obviously wins, did, right? Which one? Patches. Patches. Patches the pirate. Yeah, yeah patches too. Yeah. Uh, it'd be kinda interesting. A lot of people wouldn't even know, like a lot of people didn't play Hearthstone back in the day, but that would be pretty interesting to see too. Uh, outside of that, I, I think it's pretty much what I expected. This is a pretty tough one too. I think a lot of people on hold in really high. Thorazan, I think Thorazan was overrated. It's good. It it's super good. good it's but broken. It's good. It is, but I, th I think it did a little bit better than. I still think like Muster for Battle and and Gul'dan are, are better than that. Imagine now yeah. to have a Thorazan. With the current cards, how broken that will be. I mean, they, they like, kind of do. I mean, Kaliseth is kind of like that. It's just they, they, they just do it in a different way, right? You're getting more value for the same mana cost instead of getting a discount on, on mana cost. So, but the, the crazy things you can do with Rin and Gul'dan and Skulls and... I, I don't even want to think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, if it, was, if it existed today, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, did. <laughs> it would be but, so broken. But compare that to like the mana cheat we have right now. Emperor Thorzen's yeah. not like as... As swingy, as uh, lackey, and you know some of the stuff that we see right now. So the at the time, it was it, it did feel like crazy good. So yeah, the problem was the OTK that you can make through that card. Yeah, that's true. All sorts of different classes. Like yeah. you couldn't play around it anymore. Like the Leroy faceless power, powerwhelming, or the double yeah. Icelands for zero mana. No question is broken. It's just like all these cards are broken that we're talking about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's... <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyways, it's definitely a fun exercise. And, um, you know, d congratulations, Dr. Boom. Like, you didn't win enough things already. Enough games already. <laughs> you gotta win this this uh, bracket, too. So, uh, she it looks created like, a doctor meme. A doctor meme? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You know, I had this... You know, one of the few value town shirts that we ever made was a Dr. Boom shirt, like to commemorate him leaving <laughs> Standard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think we need to, we might need a, a, another piece of uh, commemorative Dr. Boom stuff from somewhere, not necessarily us <laughs> at Value Town, but somewhere. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, okay, well, let's see. Um, what else? Let's see. What's next here? Oh, we got balance. Okay, so the update, not balance, sorry, an update came out yesterday. And this was the update that involved the um, Shutterwalk change that they had mentioned uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, some funny things that, you know, kind of, I, I think, resulted from, from what we, we saw here. So here's, here's the announcement of it. So biggest thing is the Shutterwalk. Uh, basically, animation sped up. They, they limited the battle cries to 20. And they doubled the speed of the Life Drinker battle cry, the one that actually damages and steals health. Um, and then they did some tweaks to Arena, you know, nothing 
very specific because I guess it's kind of hard to be specific about tweaking the um, appearances, you know, appearance rate of cards. Uh, but let's talk about the Shad Shutterwalk one. So there's all these people trying to get like dust back <laughs> and like, oh yeah. my god, Shutterwalk is so much worse now. But uh, yeah, thoughts on on this? Uh, yeah, there I was one Shutterwalk Shaman in, up for a playoff, so it kind of affects. But it's barely everyone ladder at all. Like, as you said in your article, only 1% of Shadowhawks ever went above 20 Battlecries. So yeah, it's really not affecting too much. Maybe the life drink of Battlecry animation getting doubled affects play more because actually she's playing other decks like Mage as well now. And that'll just, maybe people won't rope as much now, but like a tiny difference, I guess. Gara, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I I have to agree. I, I'm like, I was shocked to see the outrage of people. I want my dust refund. I want to, to I want my dust back. I crafted this card and now it's unplayable. It's like nobody ever used 30 right? It's so ridiculous. And for the OTK, you don't need it. You need four. And you don't need like this additional 50 million battle cries. It's about replaying Shadow Shocks for one mana. Yeah. I, I really don't understand. It's actually so funny. It's it's really funny actually. Yeah, like the the query I ran on, and um, what it wasn't actually an article. It was actually just a Twitter post that I, I posted. That you know, twenty um, that what I saw from at least querying our data is that uh, I think it was capped at thirty battle cries because we didn't actually get any games where it went over thirty battle cries, which. Given our community, there would be somebody who would pull yeah. off, you know, a 32, 30, whatever, 5, or whatever it is. And the fact that so we didn't see it, I, I think that there was already a cap at 30. So they, they basically lowered the cap to 20 here. Yeah, 1% of the games didn't even, you know, only 1% went over 20, just whatever it was, 21, 22, 23, whatever it was. So um, not much of an effect there. I think it was just, it's just more quality of you know is this quality of these shutterwalk games so things will just move faster not going to change anything the results are still going to be the same guys you know like you're not going to all of a sudden like lose more because there's only 20 battle cries or anything so um yeah not much of a change there and thus like no no refunds for dust um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but we should really tell people like non-jokingly this doesn't affect the uh, Shadowshock OTK at all. You can still yeah. play Shadowshock if you want to play Shadowshock. Yeah. Don't go ask Blizzard, yell at Blizzard. Actually, let me find that tweet. Week. I'll find my tweet. I, I actually even have the, um, it's a bell curve as to like where the winning percentage. Um, it's like, I think the sweet spot's like eight battle cries. If I, I can find it. Yeah. I basically posted yeah, a, a picture of the, of the, the graph. Um, so I think the sweet spot's like eight or nine. So yeah, if you're getting eight, or, even... eight or nine, you're you're good. Even, <laughs> you're, you're definitely good. <laughs> even for the infinite shadow shock lists, uh, you're good to go with twenty battle cries. <laughs> for yeah. the infinite value generation, but it's list. not infinite, Gara. Like, what are you talking about? It's not, yeah, so it looks like the the sweet spot's nine. So nine right. has the highest win win, win percentage here. Yeah, <laughs> so, or at least not, oh, the, not the highest win percentage. Sorry, well, nine is the where it happens the most. So this this is probably. Where people are winning the most, given that it's it's happening the most there. So I think it can probably yeah, it's just sort of on curve as well. I've played about a cry at each turn beforehand. What is the sorcery? I want my dust back. <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny, but you know the arena thing. You know, might as well mention the arena um, tweak. There's definitely been a lot of criticism, you know, from coming from Crip and some of the other arena folks. Mostly crip, you know, like recently. Um, really talking about just appearance rates, you know, because now that they've switched uh, the 
arena to to show higher power or at least similar power level cards. Um, I think it's been long enough now that people are, are finally you know making uh, more of a clear assessment as to whether this is better or not, or arena is actually better now, or it, it wasn't, or, or better than it used to be. And I think you know some people like Crip are saying that basically it's not, and you know some people are, are saying that it's starting to look a little bit more like. Uh, standard, just because of the of you know a lot of the good cards happen to be the same good cards and standard, so they're they're kind of showing up a, a bit more. Um, and then there's a little bit to you know there's definitely some cards that really just aren't good, and they're showing obviously showing up with some of the best cards in Hearthstone. And um, you know not sh I guess some people are just not sure as to why that's happening or not. So um, I don't know. Bork Control Gara, you guys play Arena at all or or no? I play a bit, but I was just intrigued mainly by the message that Blizzard put out, where they said they saw it's really vague. Updated the appearance rate of cards to improve class balance. <laughs> like it doesn't really tell you what they're really doing. They're just yeah. saying we're trying to make things better, which you'd think they'll be doing that anyway uh, all the time, right? Surely they want to improve the class balance all the time, and they can change the rates behind the scenes. It's weird they have to like announce it, and they don't just say we're constantly trying to improve the arena and make everything more balanced. If we see something's got too high a win rate, we'll reduce its drop rate sort of thing and make things better yeah. for those purposes. They just seem like a weird message that they were I, sending. Yeah, I, I think they've just been so inconsistent about transparency with Arena. You know, like There'll be moments where they tell us a lot during these maybe developer insights and things like that. But then we'll we'll have times where they just change something and not tell us, you know. And then somebody sees yeah. it, or somebody sees it in a patch, you know, and it logs and things like that, and it just ends up being a lot of angry people, right? So um, I think just being transparent. I, I think the reason I think trans, being transparent is just good. So if they can just be more transparent, I think that'd be great, and the community would appreciate that. I'm having a feeling that the reason that they're not is just because it might affect just how people. It might affect the meta of the arena. You know, if they were to be more open about what some of the, um, you know, like appearance rates are and things like that, it might actually affect how uh, the uh, just the outcome of, of how people are picking when and then when they don't really want to influence that much, right? So um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a, a tough line to walk, but generally though, like I, I think they do need to be a, a little bit more transparent with what they're doing, um, and even just like your explanation, board control, like. They could have added like a few more senses here and then just like, you know, I think a lot of people would be more clear as to what's going on and still not tell us that much, right? But at least it's it would feel a lot better. And uh, these two senses definitely don't tell us anything. Uh, yeah. I mean, what are they going to yeah. do? Make Paladin worse or make, you know, Rogue worse? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even know what, you know, that, that means, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just hope they make it just more balanced. You know, I always see there's always large Reddit threads for every season. I seem to see it every like month, every week, someone complaining mm -hmm. about Arena. I just hope they do get more transparent. As it seems to be, at least this wouldn't normally be in the patch notes, I think. At least it's there now saying yeah. something, right? Yeah, that's true. So they're getting there, baby steps, right? Uh, on the on a different note, I feel like, you know, with Standard, you know, we, we definitely uh, got a bit more information the last few days, too, over the weekend. Uh, Ixar was definitely posting... Oh, there, there was an um, a thread that came up about Naga Sea Witch, right? Like the, and a lot of people were, like... It was like a complaint <laughs> a thread, for lack of a better word. Like, basically, when is Naga Sea Witch finally going to get changed in wild because it's just going crazy? And in that thread, um, Ixar, uh, you know, revealed that they're taking a look at a lot of cards and that a balance change is coming 
after uh, HCT playoffs or, or just all, all this, this HCT season's over, which is the end of May, by the way. And so he went into, um, you can kind of read it over. It, there's, I, I definitely have the links in the notes you guys can always check out in the VODs. Yeah. But um, hey, actually, let me just link this in the chat so people can just look at the same red thread. Um, but he kind of goes into detail. Somebody summed it up uh, pretty well. And it comes down just like with a lot of cards that they're looking at. Um, in terms of wild, I think the question of Nagasi Witch obviously came up. Sounds like they're going to do something about Nagasi Witch. Uh, Barnes came up. Looks like they're not going to do anything about Barnes. So um, I think a lot of people that play wild <laughs> weren't happy about that. Um, and then in terms of standard, there's a lot of things they're looking at in terms of, of Paladin and Warlock. And I figured it'd be good for us to discuss those, given that um, you know we're, we're obviously more on the standard side of things here on Value Town. Uh, and the cards in question, at least I have down here, are Call to Arms, uh, Lackey, Tarum, Dark Pact, Doom Guard, Baku's Hero Power, and I leave anything else. Anything else I forget, guys? Um, oh, just Rogue, right? I think that he spoke to Rogue a little bit. Yeah, Quest Rogue. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't sound like they're yeah. gonna do yeah. much to Quest Rogue, or they're, they're still wanting to wait and see um, after they do change things how how Rogue ends up there. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, why don't we start with that? Like, what do you think about Rogue? Like them not changing Rogue because there's. There's all these moving parts, right? And they right now they seem to, um, you know, they they seem to create these counters for each other, and at times it falls into like a rock paper scissors, and then kind of comes out of it and kind of goes yep. back into it. Rogue's obviously one of those big components there. So, what do you think about that? Just not changing. Yeah, I think Quest Rogue, very similar to Naga Sea Witch, is a problem card. Not because it has a too high a win rate or anything like that. It's not even that good a deck. It was wasn't that popular at prelims and ladder. It's not really even that popular at high ranks. It's just that the deck is so uninteractive to play against. If you're playing a certain deck, the matchup is so polarizing. You feel powerless. It's not very fun to play against. And at the end of the day, the drone player base want to be having fun playing Hearthstone. And if you're not having fun in like 10%, 5% of your games because you're against Stroke, it kind of ruins the experience a bit. And I can see where they're coming from in that aspect. The deck to play against just isn't great either. You kind of, it feels a bit like almost you you just uh, hope your opponent doesn't draw the, the bounce effects still. Mm. Doesn't have the advantage you can put. You just put as much pressure as you can on and it's sort of just hope for the best, which isn't really a great feeling. You'd like to be having decisions which are more impactful mm -hmm. regarding Quest Rogue. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it should be nerfed because it's too good or anything, but mainly just because it's not fun and it's just not enjoyable yet to play against already. I guess it's fun to play with, I would say, because you have a lot of decisions, <laughs> but not against. Yeah. <laughs> And it's skillful to play with, too. I mean, there, there's definitely yeah. a skill cap to it when you're playing it. Um, Gar, what's your thoughts, man? I have many thoughts. I feel like I'm repeating myself over the years many, many times. First of all, Questrog is a horrible archetype for the competitive aspect of the game, just because of the polarization of the for, of the matchups and how it forces um, to, the tournament meta into just playing certain decks or play around certain decks, for example. Like Questrog just always hard countered every single version of control decks or slower decks. So you basically always have to either bring Questrog or count, account, take into account Questrog. And right now we have that with Questrog and even Paladin. Even Paladin is very similar to Questrog right now. Like you, you have to play it or you have to counter it or it's very similar. It's just that Questrog has way more polarized matchups than even Paladin. So I would say even yeah. Paladin is more fine than Questrog. Even though like it is not a very well performing deck on ladder, 
even back then when it was nerfed, it was like 37% win rate on leather. It's still really bad that it exists in the game. This is why I also think like Rin is a very bad card for competitive Firestone. Like if they nerf these cards, all of them, then cards like Rin just become way more dominant because there's no counterplay to them. It's really bad to have cards that just, okay, he happened to draw Rin and Dark Pact, I guess he just won the game. Because there's no counterplay to it. I'm telling you, no slower deck can counterplay. The only counterplay we have to this right now is Azalina. And that is really questionable well, as a counterplay. So, I mean, I think the Rin discussion is a totally different discussion, but because I it's think just, you could build a greedy deck. I mean, you can build, you can go even greedier and, and play against a Rin deck, like if you wanted to. Like you, you and could. then what? I'm Rin just saying, like, dies. it can't adjust. Like, if, if Rin decks became just like the most. No, you can't adjust. You can't, the, I mean, the, I, there's I, no counterplay to the Rin effect. Oh yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, even if a Rin just just does, you get the benefits of Rin the entire time, right? You get all the symbols and everything. Um, I think you can build a greedier deck. You know, just it puts just Sarah in it. It puts like you know just everything that's like as greedy as possible in it. And you you know you could adjust you know from that standpoint. Of course, it's hard to adjust right now when you have all these other aggro things here they're dealing with. But I'm just saying, if that became like just out of control crazy, then you know that's something that that people could start considering doing. And we're seeing that, right? Like in the, in the events, we see people going even more greedy with Benedictus and, you know, stuff like that, right? Just to, to give them even Another bad card, I would say, for competitive first. <laughs> Another bad card. Oh, because there's but, yeah. no counterplay to it. You really have to think from the counterplay perspective. Yeah. When we play a Warlock Mirror, we both play Control Lock and you get your Rin out behind a Void Lord, you just win the game. This really, you can't pressure with a Warlock, like a Control Lock. You'd, you're not a Cube Lock, let's say. You're playing a slower Control deck, a Control Warrior, whatever. You can't pressure, then you just lose because he happened to draw this one card. And another bad thing, what I think is, I see they are asking the public about feedback. I'm not so sure if that is so smart. They have like this official like forum post where everyone mm, can post their opinions. And I went quickly over it. Everyone is like, nerf cube block, nerf cube block, nerf cube block. I don't even think that's like the most problematic deck in the game right now. And I don't know, because that will be the majority of people, right? Going to these forums and being like... Well, yeah, well, well, we'll definitely talk about cube block in a second, because there's obviously like two cards on, on this list that are, or three cards on this list that are cube block centric. So I, um, I really hope they would like ask, let's say 50 pro players, you know, people that go to playoffs all the time. Mm. You know they have experience with high leather. Like ask the top legend players. Like, yeah. Uh, but a lot of so you have a general consensus of what feels too strong and and whatnot. You know that not just a few people. Uh, well, I, I think, I think you I think you get feedback from different. You know, I, I think that you should should have different buckets of of players, right? And you know you have the professional players. They're going to give you their insight as to obviously what high legend type of. Um, you know, perspective is high skill, right? Just high skill cap and even just what event type of meta is going to be like and how, how this is affecting that. And then I think it is important to have like just even people who are in rank 15, rank 10, give it your opinion too. Because, you know, it's like, like board control said, like, I'm sure those people hate quest rogue, like as much as, I mean, they probably hate quest rogue more than the people <laughs> that top do. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, it's like playing against it. So, um, you know, like they, they see less, they probably see even less ways to counterplay that, right? Than there, there really even is at the best case. So, um, uh, yeah, in terms of quest rogue, I, I agree with you too, like board control. I think it's, it's a very one-sided thing. And, and the, this is like a, a, one of those cases where the stats probably don't tell you the whole story. 
you know, and, um, For sure. you know, that, that this is the, the stats probably look fine. You know, like you said, the ladder, he's not too strong and you know how you beat it. You just, you just you go with an aggro deck, right? You just beat it. And that's why it doesn't do you know, very well. On top, on top of that, another great example is the last world championship where Warlock was by far the most oppressive deck, but in the actual tournament, 80% of the people banned Warlock. Yeah. So the, like there was no nerf afterwards and blizzard was like yeah warlock will be fine like because you have so small sample size because everyone banned warlock in the tournament yeah and that's where the event meta becomes different right and can be skewed a little bit just because you can just ban something that's completely broken like that um so yeah no anyways with quest rogue i, I think we haven't even talked about how to change it like if they were to change something like what would you change like forget just taking it out because they weren't they aren't gonna they aren't gonna remove it right so like what's the most elegant way to to make it i don't know it's either gonna be good or bad right like it's yeah there's not really something in between like for, for, if you're not gonna change the quest completion which is five fives then yeah. it's always gonna be the issue of once the quest is done it's yeah. nuts and before it's done it's rubbish and you always have that problem like you can just make it one more bounce effect the deck's just going to be a lot worse but still going to beat control decks probably can't be played on ladder anymore but some people will still bring it in tournament lineups as a target for control decks like unless you're going to completely rip up the card and make a new one there's nothing you can really do apart from just keep on increasing the number of bounce effects you need the number of times you need to play the card or just changing maybe if you change sonya and make Sonya cost more mana, that really affects the deck a lot, because a lot of the time you complete the quest on Sonya, so maybe change Sonya, same effect, but like a five mana body, that would make the quest much harder to be completed as well. But we're, we're still talking about making the, the deck worse, right? We're like, yeah. if it's worse against control, I mean, it's not going to change how it is against aggro. It still sucks against aggro. So overall, yeah. you're just making the deck worse and, and just not top tier. Um, okay, I mean, I think that's, that's probably what we all, the three of us, went went from that. And I mean, I don't want to destroy it. You know, I, I still think it could be kind of have a little bit of like memeish feel to it and still be fun. It's just when it's I want to destroy it. Yeah, you want to destroy it. Damn. No. Okay. Okay. It has cool. to die for the greater good of die. Oh man, it's got to be in warlock quest <laughs> quest level. Basically, nobody's playing it. Um, okay. Well, why don't we move on to yeah? Why don't we move on to warlock since you brought up keyblock, um, Garo, or just people thinking that keyblock and it's crazy. And, um, you know, Q-Block, I remember when a lot of us were just, uh, we weren't sure, but we were kind of chuckling when, when Trump said that after like a day or two of the expansion back then, he was like, Q-Block is the most powerful deck that we've ever had in Hearthstone. <laughs> and at the time, we were just like, are you serious? Like that, You can already say that? And, you know, looking back on it, I think he's, I think he's potentially right, like in, in terms of the um, dynamic versatility that you actually see from the deck, the synergy, just with so many cards to synergize. Uh, and because of that, because there's so much synergy, it's hard to put a finger on exactly what, you know, we'd like to see change just to like bring it down a notch. Cause, um, you know, again, like it can be, have a little effect kind of like quest rogue. It could, it could be devastating to it or, or it could just be, you know, just, um, you know, just right. So it really just depends. So, um, yeah, board control. What's your thoughts? Like, what card would you choose? We'll each just kind of like say what we think we should change. Yeah. It's strange with Keyblock because we've we've seen the meta adapt quite strongly against it. This expansion with even Paladin has mm -hmm. two oozes, two spellbreakers often, mm -hmm. and like the most powerful cards you say might just be enough, like Skull or something. But 
everyone has weapon removal. We yeah. see these priest decks yeah, no, double weapon removal, Highland right. double weapon removal. Even like people playing Questro with Ooze. Like if you look at the playoffs decks, some people just had two weapon removal cards in every single deck they brought, even mm -hmm. in their own Warlock deck to try and destroy the Skull. So it's not like the Skull's so ridiculous. There's no counterplay, which is a bit like well, with Questro had the issue of no counterplay to the five fives. You can actually play multiple science effects, multiple weapon removal, and then get there against the Q block. So. It's difficult to put a finger on what card. Maybe just something like which would affect control as well. I think the possessed lackey could go up a mana cost to six potentially, and that just slows it all down a bit. The void lord comes out slightly later. It's not so good against aggro. And then there's obviously the problem card with Gul'dan because how I find is what I notice with the, in the games is they can play for no value for the whole game against Paladin, <laughs> but because they have Gul'dan and the hero power and the hero power is so good. They don't need to play any of their cards for any value at all. They can twist together like a board of three dudes, and it doesn't matter because they're always going to win when they get to turn 10. So I'd like to see Gul'dan changed, if anything was changed. Maybe reduce the number of demons summoned, or make the hero pass slightly worse. Maybe two lifesteal, maybe. Yeah, I think two I'm not sure. Good. It's hard to know what exact number to go with without testing it. But I think Gul'dan's probably the card which is most problematic, least to counterplay. Wow, Gul'dan's not even yeah, on this I list, right? <laughs> I actually, yeah, it's not on the list. Yeah, he might have mentioned it though. He might have mentioned Gul'dan too. Yeah, I think he did. So let me, let me. Like I had games where I was like six cards I had in fatigue, and I still lost to Gul'dan Hero Power. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so ridiculous. I think deal two damage and heal for two is good enough for how good the card is. It's still a great hero power doing two damage and healing for two. Yeah, it's still insane. Yeah, I think now it's just outrageous how powerful it is. Like it, you, it's so like you win fatigue games so easily, and you have the ring as well. You have the skull as well. You have it's just that Warlock has so many things that other classes don't have. Maybe you can do something similar like they did with Hunter. Increase the uh, the cost of Dark Pact, you know, by one mana. Then you increase Lackey by one mana, and then together it's like already uh, an eight mana combo, and it's not as powerful anymore. But uh, as board control said as well, it Q block doesn't feel so oppressive at all, just because every single deck tacks against Q block, and <laughs> it's like every single deck has double weapon removal, every single deck has double silence, and then Volokhov has cards. like around fifty-five percent win rate. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Four cards dedicated to countering it, and you still lose yeah, sometimes. Deck. It's crazy. So the strongest deck doesn't feel like the strongest deck just because every single deck counters it. But it is it is obviously a problem because if you go to a tournament, if you play ladder, you always think in the back of your mind, I guess I have to run double weapon removal for Q-Blocks to have a chance. Because Skull of the Malari is so powerful that if you do, if it, it, like you play the card, your opponent doesn't have a weapon removal, you will most likely lose the game against Skull. It's it's probably the strongest card in the game, but there is counterplay to it. But it forces every single yeah. Deck but the to counterplay happen. the counterplay is the same as like playing BGH in every single deck back in the day. You know, like it's yeah. it's yeah. not the proper way to do it. Um, I, I mean, the the thing about weapons too is that it, it is useful against Paladin too. So there, you know, it's it's not purely just a warlock thing. A Lunith, it does well against that too. So. Um, it, right now, in terms of, of um, you know these kind of hate cards or whatever, or just at least anti-weapon cards, it, it's a perfect time. Like all the top decks use weapons, so that that's the main reason. The silence is, I think, where you can like like kind of take a look at it, and that's that's where I'm going to go. I mean, Gul'dan, I think is a great choice. You know, I think that that is something that you guys said, and, and the change would be awesome. 
But for me, I think it's the it's the mana cheat. You know, like I think that was the the biggest issue with Cobalt and Catacombs is them introducing all the mana cheat. And you know, right now with Warlock, we have this like whether you have it in your hand or you don't have it in your hand, we gotta wait for you to cheat out like a Void Lord or a Doom Guard. And I think if you remove one of them, then all of a sudden you you know you you really do affect the win rate. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's still a strong deck, but you you definitely take away just them having everything kind of covered. So um, yeah, I think that Lackey would be better. That like, there's some times where I think Lackey, sometimes I think weapons, but it's I, it's the combo with cubes actually. I think that's yeah. the broken part of it. It's yeah. like if a Lackey survives, that you do the cube combo afterwards, or if a skull sticks. And then you do a crazy cube combo. Same with like Umbra sticks. If something sticks for Warlock, you do some some crazy turn where you can't basically come back from. Mm-hmm. And that is the huge problem, right? Like if, like Mage can't polymorph because you already, you know, cubed into Dark oh. Vector and already Freedom Guards died. You will get Freedom Guards back from Godan. Yeah. Or whatever, you play something with Umbra and you suddenly have a full board. Like sometimes they just play Giant into Cube and then go Taldoram on the cube yeah. and have something for giants or whatever. Okay, so we're talking about cube too. Like, Should cube be looked at too? I wonder how good Warlock would be without cube. Like, if it, mm-hmm. like how broken. Because there's no money off. You have limited resources, mm-hmm. right? If you have disablers like Polymorph, it has a huge effect right now because there's only Gul'dan, right? That's all they have. And if they get unlucky, sometimes they have a full board of Void Walkers and it gets screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but without cubes, the deck would lose so much power. Like, it is really the cubes that give them the power. But the cube is That's the what... coolest, most versatile card, though. <laughs> like, I, I I like cube. I, yeah, a lot. I, I would have a cube. hard time <laughs> taking cube away, given what it does. Because I cube's I love... only good because of the whole deck. But yeah, around it, like right. cube isn't the card. It's only if they've already stuck a card that they've already got the Doom Guard or the Void Lord or the Giant that the cube becomes good. Cube on its own isn't really a problem. It's I'd say the other cards which cause cube to be good are the problems, maybe. Okay, let's let's talk about Doom Guard. Right? Um Doom Guard obviously isn't included in the control lock, which is uh, you know super good right now too against paladins and things like that. But Doom Guard is the card that makes Cube, I think, crazy good because of the the charge aspect to to Doom Guard. And Doom Guard's but... always been that a card that's you know, if they had the most wanted list back in Blizzard, I'm sure Doomguard's been near the bottom of that most wanted list many times. It's just they make a new card and it just pops above it. So Doomguard just sits like right on that 11, 12, you know, like 10, 11, 12 type of thing. Uh, but yeah, Doomguard, what do you guys think? Just it being um, the culprit here. It, it wouldn't be enough, in my opinion, because now there's a, a new cube list, a cube control list that plays Despicable Dreadlord. So if you would yeah, nerf Doomguard, you already don't play it in all decks, so it wouldn't uh, affect their deck at all. Like it's like a defensive list; it still That's... plays faceless. Yeah, like against like Taunt Druid, sticking Doomguard is what you have to do. You just play it from hand, and that's like the whole game plan of that matchup is just getting Doomguard down. So I'd say it affected more than you think. Like Doom, if you look at Freedom's list, almost no one had the Despicable Dreadlord list. It was almost all Doomguards for the cube lock. No, what I'm saying is people would then move to a different version of Q-Block when you would nerf Doomguard. And I but, I don't think... I don't think it would be a strong... Then, basically. Yeah, you'd, you'd be... Without having yeah. the burst potential, you'd yeah. basically just become control... There's some control lock lists that play Cube right now. So it, I think you just basically switch to con- 
to control it without having the the damage potential from the doom guards like you end up not be able to beat the matchups that control lock loses kind of how how would you classify a q block like do you call it a control i mean we obviously have control lock just for lack of a better word you know you know just because the control lock is actually you know it looks like a control deck right there's a ton of removal it's got that value at the end and it's a very standard control archetype what do you call q block i mean are you do we call it a combo deck or do we I call it a control deck that just has you know crazy amounts of versatility and power. The beautiful thing about it is, in each matchup, it can take a different role. So if you're facing yeah, an aggro right. deck, you can become the control deck, and then if you're facing a control, you can you can become the aggro. You tap to your giants against the control decks, but against aggro, you're never going to want to play the giants. You play the defiles and stuff instead. Mm-hmm. And the flexibility about it, which is why I like the deck a lot, because. It has a high skill cap. You have to work out what you're doing, and especially with your hand as well, you can make very different lines and very different plays with the deck. So I'd say it seems to be like almost a combo deck, but just an all-round deck, maybe you could say. <laughs> when you can't be classified, <laughs> you know it's broken, man. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's how good it is. Like we we definitely have seen some decks. I mean, we we've seen you know obviously mid-range combo decks that result in combo like with Druid and. And um, but I don't think anything that that's been hard to define as as this one because it's just so good in, in many different ways. The win conditions are just. I, I wish they would just make other classes better instead. Like honestly, I, see, I don't, I don't actually agree with that. I don't know if I, I, I actually like the direction they're taking where they're just making things weaker. Um, I, I have no problems with that actually because. It's hard. Like, how are you going to make something better than that, dude? I mean, you know, and if we make something better than that, then, you know, you're you're getting to the point where it's just, Hearthstone is just like, okay, uh, play one card, do 30 damage. I mean, it's like, it's it gets into it's just that silly range. It's, it's disproportionate that they give Warlocks better cards than other classes, yeah. and it's like multiple expansions in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Priest and Volo got the best cards in the last two or three expansions, and it's just unbalanced. So, And then you end up have, being forced to nerf the class because it's too strong. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Because well, no, no, no. So, okay. I, I do have to like, disagree with you there, because before Kobolds and Catacombs, Warlock sucked, dude. Like Nobody was playing Warlock. Like We were talking about, oh my god, Disco Lock, and and we we're talking about oh man, how do we make the quest, the warlock quest, actually any good? It wasn't until they they came out with this crazy trifecta of dark pack and void lord and cube that and lackey. I mean, and and the skull, like all, all those things just kind of coming together, five cards coming together that just made you know this crazy broken deck. And you know, at the time, I was like, it kind of gave me hope that any bad, you know, let's just say shaman for example, right now, like any bad class right now could be fixed in the span of like one expansion if they really wanted to and i think they kind of proved that at least with with warlock and they just like went maybe like crazy overboard but look i mean look at that like warlock was one of the least played classes in um frozen throne so or or no definitely ungoro ungoro is definitely one of the least played and and i think goldan helped a little bit right uh when it came out in frozen throne and then dude cobalt and catacomb which just exploded on us so yeah. um I just don't like nerfing like the the high skill cap decks to the ground to unplayability. That we have like a meta where I never want to have a game where decks like J Truth are the best decks in the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean I think we all agree with that. Like <laughs> just decks that are the easiest decks. 
It should mm-hmm. be like spiteful decks, you know? We don't want to have a spiteful meta. Like, spiteful druid is one of the best decks in the game. It's not really the hardest deck to play, to be honest. Yeah. And so having a deck like Patron Warrior, Q-Block being the best deck is fine. It just should be a bit weaker. Um, but again, it doesn't feel like the best deck in the game because there is counterplay to it. You can play Silence, you can play Weapon Removal, and it really is very good against Warlock. It's just that every deck is forced to run it. So it's... Mm. What, do you, what do you guys think of a world where Control Warlock would be the only one? The, 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 the one way that we call Control Warlock right now. You know, just heavy removal. Obviously, <laughs> just, just owns like... Paladin. You know? <laughs> I mean, is that what we want? Like, do we want a world? No. Where, yeah, I don't think we want that either. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's it's difficult, man. It's not, not an easy job for them to to try to figure out. Um, you know, like you said, Gar. Though I, I think that Warlock has an excess of good cards right now. Like there are cards sitting in the collection that we don't that they're collecting dust. We don't even play right now, which is insane you know where, where we have other classes that have just a bunch of junky cards that that uh you know we have we don't have to choose from so yeah, yeah. i agree there's an issue with the key block is it, it being around for a year and that getting a bit stale then you might want to change things up especially with the lack of new cards only lord godfrey sees playing the new warlock deck it's gonna it's basically the same deck mm-hmm. it would be nice to see they could change some cards just so we see more play of some new cards potentially rather than having the same key block lists running around for the whole year. So for that reason, I can see another another reason for the change rather than that just being good just because things get a bit boring after a while. Yeah. I guess what card would affect both Control and Cube? I think we look from there. So Gul'dan obviously would be that. Lackey and Gul'dan. Yeah, Lackey and Gul'dan. Yeah, I think those are probably the best candidates then. Just something that affects both. Um, yeah, Void Lord has such a bad drawn win rate and played win rate because mm-hmm. when you play it, you often just die to Spellbreaker. Yeah, it's really difficult to get it out of your hand. Like if if Blackie's nerfed, then the Void Lord package becomes awkward to play, and then suddenly Gordan's a lot worse as well. Everything just snowballs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Um, okay, so that's Warlock. Let's talk about Paladin now. And Paladin, uh, the two cards I mentioned there are Call to Arms. No surprise. Tarum, no surprise. <laughs> and then, but the Baku hero power, I thought was an interesting thing. Um, or just the hero powers themselves. We can even talk about, you know, yeah. Gen and Baku, right? So, um, yeah, thoughts on that? Like, well, what do you think is the most problematic thing here? I mean, there's, again, lots of combination of cards that are just super good in Paladin right now. And Baku hero power is because of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, that's so true. That's so true. The Baku hero power, I think isn't a problem now but as we saw from the start of the expansion it could be a problem in the future we were playing rubbish cards at the start against unrefined decks and the back of here power was really good when i played it on day one but as we got further into expansion people were playing refined decks and you worked out that vaguely there maybe wasn't the best card but this really limits all design of any odd cards in the future if they print any go- good odd neutral pad uh, odd neutral cards neutral minions or any good odd padding cards Suddenly we get this deck with this hero power. Yeah. There's any more like dude buffs or dude synergy cards that just can't be printed because the deck's just going to be broken. So I think it's more of a long-term lookout for future expansions yeah. that the hero power probably needs to be changed. It's just too much resource development, just way too strong, I think, in aggro matchups, especially if Warlock gets nerfed. You see Paladin on the rise again, right? Yeah. It's interesting to compare Baku to Glendo. That Baku is a problem, but not the even hero power. It's because it basically has the same problem, right? 
like the more even cards you get, the better the even decks become. And right now we see basically even Paladin dominating, but still Baku is the problem. Well, it's because uh, of, I, it's, be, it's because of the. I mean, it just happens to be the case with Paladin here, you know, because like if you we, we were talking a little Hunter bit and Rogue. Yeah, well, I mean, even, even if you no, because like with with Paladin, it's weighted so heavy that the cards are so good with the even cards that when you look at the opposite and odd, they're you know we're using I mean we were using war leaders and like like champions and things like that, right? It's like the the card quality is crazy, so that they tried to make it up in terms of the hero power. I mean, literally the best part about playing an odd paladin is the hero power. Yeah, and I think it's very different. Yeah, yeah, crazy compared to even. Because with even, the hero power is so different. With even, you hero power on one, you lose board to their one drop, and you swing back on board with consecration and call to arms. Right. But with with the even paladin, you get ahead on board because you play a, a good stat one drop. And then you snowball ahead with the hero power, which you get every time you get the two two. You can just keep on pressing the button, and then you get ahead without even using any resources because you're just pushing the button every time. Mm -hmm. And then you can get all the value trades as well because you're ahead, and the, and you get to play loads of cards which work with spread wide boards as well, like the raid leader, for instance. It's quite different to the to the gen hero power in because you that one loses you board, and it's, it's like once call to arms is nerfed. The even powering gets much, much worse because you don't come back on board as easily at all anymore. Imagine the change call to arms to five mana and then suddenly play it in back. <laughs> It'll be fine. Oh my god, it's only three oh one mana. Oh my minions. god, yeah, they changed the mana cost. <laughs> Holy crap, that would be <laughs> Nice I don't think it's a problem. I think it's fine to be good in. Three one drops isn't an issue for five mana. That's the same as like playing Ravencaller and playing the two minions from your hand. I don't think it's a problem. Oh, that's it's true. It's, it would just be one drops. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But it would be so funny. Yeah, it would be, be funny. Mana. Yes. Everyone is like for one day, yes. Yeah, know. three two drops is like super, obviously crazy good. You know, especially those two drops that, that we've been running. Um, so it's it's a tough thing. Like, again, like I don't think this is just... Uh, you know, I, I think them introducing this was was pretty bold, and I think it's it's pretty interesting to at least show that the classes can be divided, you know, bisected in a way like this. You know, even but how nerve? How nerve could you nerf Baku? It's impossible. Baku? I mean, I think the I think the two two hero power is not a terrible suggestion, or, or suge a terrible idea. Because you know, the wide board is is what's so difficult about playing against that deck, uh, so even just a single two two would I think hurt that hero power just a, a slight bit. Um, still good, but it w it wouldn't be so easy to buff it with swords and you know just everything right that that's automatic buffs like every time you, you're able to do that. So um, uh, I think that would be at least a, a good first step, and then I think you know taking a look at everything like Terum and. And you know, should Terran be two twos or maybe three twos or uh you know, I, I don't I'm not sure. Terum Terum is such a great card. Like it's it, it's another one of those cards, Gar. Like there's no counterplay to it. I mean it's just good. It's it's a defensive card and an offensive card. Um it's one of the things I've actually loved about it. Like it's one of those cards that I think is powerful, but I actually don't have a problem with it because I I just kind of like it. <laughs> so um, if they change it, I'd, I'd kind of be I'd be bummed a little bit, but I totally can see why they 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 would uh, need to buff it just to at least balance out Paladin a little bit. Um, so all right, let's conclude on on cards to change. So call to arms. 
are you bored control are you saying like change it to five mana like seriously are you, yep. are you, are you yeah. okay change it to five mana all right that's some an, people that's say it would even one. be playable for six mana like people would definitely consider playing it for six mana in that deck i mean sure i mean two drops if i had control yeah call to arms i'd definitely play it on six mana given that deck but not having it at four is huge like what do you play it for then yeah. like bowing a century <laughs> so it doesn't work in even i guess though <laughs> yeah yeah so okay yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good suggestion yeah, yeah. that's a good one chain um, gang yeah is that enough though yeah spellbreaker chain gang i think it's still a strong card for five mana i don't like when you obliterate cards with the nerfs if you like make it six mana i think yeah. it, it it's just becomes bad yeah and it won't see play Whereas if you just increase it to five, it becomes a decent card rather than being ridiculously overpowered like it is now. The the way I look at it is that if you change it to five, like basically instead of seeing even Paladin at the top, you just see Murloc Paladin at the top. Like it's it's just going to swap. You know they're already close right now, and I think even though Murloc Paladin does does benefit too from like the Call of Arms playing at four, Murloc Paladin has more plays at four than you know just your your. You know, obviously compared to Baku, of course, and and um, you know even just the even paladin. I think if you removed Call to Arms, there's not nearly as many powerful cards like True Silver and Consecrate, and you know there's there's nothing crazy crazy awesome. So um, I think that it would hurt even paladin, but you don't still you still don't fix the paladin issue. Like if paladin play rate as a class is the problem, then I don't think you fix that because um, people are still play. This is the various paladins. Yeah, I don't think it would do that much if yeah. Cortom's go to five mana. It destroys even paladin, I think. No, I, I like, think you lose oh, your yeah. best cards. Even paladin for sure. Yeah, if it yeah. goes. I think even paladin goes for being like one of the most yeah. played decks, like right down to one to of the nothing. least played. Yeah, exactly. But you'd yeah. still have odd cool. paladin, and you still have Murloc paladin. Those those two would still be good. Yeah, well, I think that solves the paladin problem. You don't want to remove powder completely from the game, right? No. You just want to make it a bit worse. But wouldn't you want to make all of them worse? I guess, yeah. But wouldn't... Well, wouldn't yeah, I guess arms, yeah, I guess called arms. Yeah, it changes all of them. Wouldn't odd even be too strong, though? No, no, no. Cold it's arms? not that good. Five mana cold yeah. arms for three one mana. What do you even get? What are the three good one mana cards you get? One mana cards is just not that good. Like, you can get Righteous Protector, Protector, and then Protector. that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Protector, Squire... But maybe in future expansion or something like that. Yeah, Firefly is bad, right? Anything with Battlecraft. Yeah, is yeah. Odd Paladin of Thrones in future expansions, yeah, definitely. That, that needs yeah. to be fixed with the hero power. I don't know how, but something needs to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be, be pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that any other cards were mentioned, right? <laughs> Those are the only two. Are there any other cards you wish you would see seen on the list here? Like in terms of maybe not Paladin and not Warlock? Me personally cards that I don't like, as I said many times, cards that are, I think, bad for the competitive aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. Cards like Grin, cards like Arch Archbishop Benedictus. It's like we don't see them too often. For me, it's very similar like Questroke as an archetype. I think... I don't... I mean, like, you, you want to really people hate Benedictus, right? I don't... I think, I think yeah, a Benedictus, like, 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 dead man's hand, you know, type of feel to it. It just, like, adds a bunch yes. of, of cards and... I don't think that's a good direction to go with control decks. Okay, yeah. My... I want to see people outplay each other, use their resources carefully, not play a card that generates you 30 more cards. Or like Elise giving you another Elise. 
Yeah, it's 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 really bad for the competitive aspect of the game. It's really bad. Like, how do we all play each other? Like right now, I'm playing Big Spam Age. I want so many. I feel disgusted by myself. I play Cindragosa and I kill a token. I get Hydronox. And then I get like a full board of Lich Kings, and I just oh suddenly win the game. Oh, awesome. today I played Big Spam Age mirror, mirror, and I got Archbishop Benedictus. I played it again yeah, in a mirror. That's just luck, oh. dude. You're just getting yeah, like chiral shit. Well, I, mean, I didn't outplay my opponent. I get freaking Millhouse Mana Storm and crap like that when I, I How is that good for the competitive aspect of the game? I hate random uh, value generation cards. I think I, they're really bad. Stonehill Defender, gone. Like, Operator, gone. <laughs> no, for more. No, no more, for, no more of these cards. I don't Get I don't out know. of my game. I don't know. Stonehill, I don't have as much problem with Stonehill, but... Um, yeah, it gives you some key I mean, I, I can understand you're you're thinking about just these crazy like value cards for long. Lich King is also bad, by the way, really bad for the game. Lich King, God, because you're, the, just, like, you're you, just like you're just like pooping on everybody's like favorite cards right now, man. Yeah, but you can get a useless card and a card that wins you the game. I mean, that there's a big difference. What card wins just you the game generally with, with Lich King? Frostmourne. Just Frostmourne. Yeah, but you can. grip Frostmourne. Yeah, they can all win you the game. Like yeah. even definitely Cage can win you the game. I mean, but we said that about. I mean, Yesera had those kind of things too, right? Like maybe not quite as crazy as Frost. First of all, way harder to get her out. She has way worse stats. She's a nine mana card. Uh, she doesn't have taunt. But I compared actually on my stream the outcomes from Yesera compared to Lich King. Lich King is like twenty times better. The Lich King, the Isera cards are not that great, honestly. Like, uh, getting a Laughing Sister in, like, turn 12 or whatever yeah, is Laughing Sister is terrible. But the others are but good. The, like, yeah, but if you play, like, uh, Isera, let's say, in a Control Mage, where you don't have minions, Nightmare is useless. You have nothing to buff. Um, Dream is basically just a Zap. It's, it's just a Zap. It's not like a Death Grip you, where you win fatigue sap. faster. Yeah, it's not that it's crazy just in a, a control deck. Mana sap? That's yeah, amazing. It's good, but it's not crazy. <laughs> Dude, Lich King gives you a, a I weapon. Know. I'm just arguing for the sake of arguing here. But <laughs> Lich King is good, but I just, I don't know. For me, I. I I still like Lich King. Like I, I, I like you know we don't yeah, we don't we don't like have it. many greedy cards right now in in Hearthstone. Like there was a time where before even Lich King, I was just like, dude, where are the, these these greedy cards? If I just want to play, you know, just this crazy value type of game, and I don't care if I lose or not, I just want to like get a bunch of uh, awesome cards. Like we just don't have that many of them. I mean, maybe now we do. Maybe after like a couple releases, but at the time when they came out Lich King, it was like the only card that would just generate you potentially infinite cards, right? Um, well, now we have DKs, which are basically yeah. Replacing. Now we have the Hunter DK, yeah. and and I mean Lich King, I guess came out at the same time as that, but um, yeah. So uh, okay, well. Gar has a bunch. Bor we're gonna try any any cards uh any cards you kinda wish was on the list that you think it might be problematic in other classes right now? No, I just I've always hated Edwin Van Cleef. That always comes to mind. Just because <laughs> the the suddenly the, the times you remember when you just make a twelve twelve on turn one or turn two and you're like, Great, next game. <laughs> I, I just don't really enjoy those ones. I've always wanted that. Like it's not in the play in the meta so much at the moment, but it's gonna come back into it at some point, I know, and I'm gonna get really annoyed when I lose to it. I, I can uh, feel it yeah. coming already. Yeah, I mean Miracle, right? Like some people play it in Miracle. Still, yeah, yeah, but... and that's a, a, a slightly fair play. It's not really much on ladder, but in tournaments, yeah, and that just blows you out on turn two, and it's just not fun for to play against at all. Yeah. Well, okay. So, would it be any better though if 
there were, were you know like let's say a bunch of um, Shadow War deaths were being played and you know and Rogue just basically just chooses to go all in on you and if they oh. if if they lose to to if they guess wrong they just lose right so yeah I used to be fine with Edwin it's not so bad now because everyone's playing science because of Warlock but when they nerf IMB cow and stuff they nerf science effects but they keep these cards which get buffed like I feel like if you're gonna nerf the science effects in the game you should also nerf the cards which were weak to those cards. And that's yeah. why Edwin got really good after the Owl nerf. It's not so good now because everyone's playing Spellbreaker because of Warlock. But I just think in the future, because it's a classic card, we're going to have problems again when when Warlock, when these Warlock cards get nerfed or when they rotate. Edwin's going to be a problem in the future. Right. Yeah, but we have Voodoo Doll as well. I, I, yeah, we have Voodoo Doll now, so but that doesn't crazy. even kill it, though. What? what? It doesn't? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? I mean, you play Voodoo. They play that on turn two, right? Oh, you mean you don't have time to kill it? Well, you could you could cast it on it and then just w- take you know your eight ten tw- damage one time Except- and then kill it later. Oh, the it's brutal when they silence it too. Oh shoot, it's like it's crazy. Yeah, I, I like it when there's a punish for the Edwin, as in you have to make a choice about science. But when no one's playing science cards because they were bad, yeah, then it gets a lot. It's a lot different, but hopefully it won't be an issue in the future. We'll have to see. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, why don't we move on? But before we do, I just want to give a sh- um, you know give a shout out to our sponsor today, Dollar Shave Club. And um, for those that don't use Dollar Shave Club, they are a service that you can go to that um, that has you know, a bunch of different shaving packages that you can sign up for. And they they also have like you know your 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 typical type of mailing um, you know. Uh, type of, of thing where they'll send you like this kit, you know, every once in a while you can sign up for that too. Uh, but you know, some of the cool things that you can do right now is just go and sign up for their starter package, which uh, includes um, some body cleanser, some wipes. And uh, me and Gara obviously got a chance to uh, got our own starter kit uh, with a razor and a set of razor blades too. I think six of them in particular. So you can give it a try. And it's only five bucks. You can go to um, uh, dollarshaveclub.com slash valuetown and definitely sign up for that right now. But they've got all kinds of things there, like all kinds of cleansing products and and um, you know different scented ones. They got shampoo and conditioner and body wash too. They have all kinds of things on uh, Dollar Shave Club now. Before people were just thinking that it was just you know just razors and that's it. But now you know you can definitely um, you know pick from a, 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 an array of things. Um, mostly, I think it's just awesome. You know, again, for a lot of people, are just kind of lazy and just. You know, it's like I have my razor base and it's just like I have to go keep going and getting, you know, just your razors. Dollar Shave Club's like awesome about just kind of sending you some like periodically. And um, and the, again, like you can include more to it, but just at least the base razors. I think it's awesome. Uh, Gara, like you much of a shaver? You obviously shave. Like, yes. Yeah. Like I, I, I still haven't used up the starter kit. You still have it? Wow. Five. Oh like there's gosh, like six okay. blades or something. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, I haven't either. Like I haven't used up all six of them. But, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of crazy to think about that. It's like five dollars. Yeah, it's super cheap, man. <laughs> Definitely super cheap. Great value, like Trump would say. Yeah, that's why it's Value Town. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go check that out, guys. Again, DollarShaveClub.com/slash/ValueTown, and uh, yeah, get shaving with them. All right, next up we've got uh, HTT playoffs. So the Europe playoffs were this past weekend in board control well i got a chance to compete in it and you finished 27th right yep respectable yeah, decent performance yeah. yeah i was hoping for top 32 that was the objective so i yeah. got top 32 it was nice mm-hmm. yeah so happy overall what was your swiss record i went 4-3 okay yeah started off quite well at 3-1 was a bit optimistic then but it went a bit downhill yeah ended up 4-3 which is yeah it's positive which is what you hope for 
Yeah. What lineup did you bring again? Yeah, so I brought the Spiteful Druid, Even Pardon, Temper Mage, and Q-Block lineup. Okay. And that lineup was also brought... I brought, had the same decks pretty much as Fino and as Bunny Hopper, and they both made top eight. So overall, as a practice group, we're very happy about how it went. Two top eights out of three is nuts. It's yeah, a ridiculous record. And then one right. top four as well. Yeah, was great. And overall, like 75% win rate across the board, all three of us. So we're very happy about it, yeah. Is there a site that shows the team rankings right now? Like, I... There is not, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's man. annoying, yes. We, we're trying to work it out ourselves. Have... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So it'd be nice to see like how you guys are, are measuring up. I'm Fate pretty Club sure you guys first, are doing I really... Believe. You're first? Yeah, we're, we're oh, Fatal Club is number one. I, we okay. think we're first, yeah. Wow. Man, you guys are doing amazing then. Um, but that lineup sounds pretty cool. It sounds like you're going more for a tempo type of... Uh, lineup yeah. um just having that one control obviously or at least q block is kind of mixture right yeah, just trying to be not weak to quest rogue players and also we expected a lot of people to target control warlock with these taunt druid decks we saw there's a mind blast piece in taunt druid and then greedy q block and people who brought control lock were getting targeted a lot on that quite a low percentage win rate compared to q block i think in the tournament so we we're just trying to be uh, strong against everything across the field not weak to quest rogue either with the pad in and the mage, so just good overall, basically, with these decks. Yeah. And it worked out well, well in the end. No, that's, that's definitely good. I, I think the, the taunt drew, we were talking to Tyler, obviously, last week. Tyler had a little bit of an opposite approach to you, right? He had a very, very control-oriented lineup. Um, <laughs> crazy. I mean, well, I mean, at the time, I thought it was crazy, but then, like, when I looked at everybody else's lineups, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I guess everybody, like, was was yeah. definitely thinking that it would, would be a, a control-oriented type of meta there and then so they went greedy you know with benedict yeah he was and... trying to destroy the control lock yeah he had that lineup which yeah even benedictus so you don't never get fatigued and stuff yeah he was really trying to beat up the control lock but the problem was when someone doesn't play control lock and you have your super greedy lineup and you face like an aggro guy things like the benedictus tech that you've put in end up backfiring quite a bit and that's <laughs> just a completely dead card against that? aggro <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and then the Taunt Druid, too. Like, Taunt Druid kind of disappeared, right, from the, the latter meta just because, uh, you know, after it had its heyday in the first couple of weeks, um, yeah. you know, people just realized that it was it was weak against, um, you know, a lot of the, the strong decks. But clearly in the meta for events, it's been viable, right, just like Quest Rogue is. I mean, it's it's there to serve a purpose, and we saw a lot of it. Like, I, I think Druid was, like, one of the, the powerful uh, classes in in the, uh, the tournament, and... I'm going to link um, Old Guardian's article here. Our Old Guardian does such a great job, guys, of analyzing yeah. these uh, esports events. Definitely go check him out. We'll have him on the show one of these days. Um, but he does a, a quick recap, or not quick recap, actually a very thorough recap. A long recap. Yeah, yeah. a long recap. <laughs> the uh, longest, actually. Yeah. He, he, he shows like some of the you know, spotlights, some of the decks, shows just like what the win percentages were for all the classes and and yeah, one of the things I noticed that was just Druid, you know, had a, a really good showing there with like 28 Spiteful Druids, 25 Taunt Druids, um, and even a Quest Malagas Druid and a Togwaggle Druid. It's like, wow, interesting. And it, even a Token Druid. So Druid's doing yeah. just fine in the in the um, the event meta, uh, even though we've seen it kind of disappear a little bit recently in um, the latter meta. So, because yeah. it's, yeah. I think the main reason for that is that it auto loses to quest stroke. It's yep. like yep. you can concede, and that's like very frustrating. Yeah, Spiteful Druid is not that bad against it. Taunt Druid definitely. Yeah, it's just 
We've seen Spiteful Druid. Uh, the main weakness is Paladin and Warlock for Druid, which mm-hmm. is ladder, I would say. And when you get to ban <laughs> yeah. Paladin, and then you can tech a bit for the other matchup, then things get a little better for you. Like, once you ban Paladin, cards like Vicious Fledgling, you put that in your Spiteful Druid deck, and that gives you a much better chance of beating a deck like Keyblock. Yeah. And suddenly your percentages in- increase there. And just by able to remove one of your bad matchups with Spiteful and with Taunt Druid, then... You, you, the deck becomes very strong, as we saw in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Warlock was number one with just a uh, pretty even split between Q-Blocks and Control Warlocks. Um, saw a lot of mirror matchups, <laughs> and that was, that was uh, it's kind of learning, actually. I learned quite a bit just watching some of the VODs in terms of just how to play against each. I think that's kind of one of the things I wish was... I don't know, like, it, like I feel like a lot of viewers would learn a lot if, if there was just more elements to like explain what the players were thinking and and things like that um but it, it kind of reminded me of just when when we used to see raza priests played against each other you know and they're like little yeah. decisions and it's like it's tough on the casters because the t- casters have to pick up on every little thing so it's kind of it'd be nice to see you know maybe something added there but this is kind of the breakdown you see 69 warlocks 57 druids 46 priests 34 paladins 30 rogues 26 mages uh, 23 warriors six hunters and then that one <laughs> shutter walked on, trying to get the camera time is basically what yeah. I think they were doing there. Was he on stream? No, no, he never so. made the stream, so it backfired on him. <laughs> yeah, I remember he went 0 2 and faced Hunter Ace, whoever who was everyone's favorite for a tournament. And then Hunter Ace had a full control lineup and then lost to the shutter walk shaman, of course. <laughs> oh man, that should have been on, on stream. That would have been amazing. Unlucky. It's so good. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. But yeah, so um, overall, anything surprise you? Like we did, like if you were to go back and, and kind of reassess, uh, um, anything you would have done differently? Like f- forget like twenty post, you know, obviously afterwards twenty being twenty twenty, but like in preparation for the next one, what would you do differently? Yeah, I really didn't expect this many priests in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I thought priests was a decent deck; it was a good deck on ladder, but I didn't expect like it to be the most commonly brought deck with Mayan Blast priests in the whole tournament. And that, that shocked me a lot, and I'd probably have teched a little bit more for that matchup. Maybe you see people are adapting now on the for the Americas playoffs, and they've got uh, loads of extra healing cards in their Warlock decks to try and counter the priest mind bath combo. We see, yeah, just even like Earthling Faster, I saw in one person's deck, and like Sacrificial <laughs> Pact being teched in. Yeah. And there's the four mana heal for four as well, yeah, which is like Earthling. His yeah. name forgets me, yeah. yeah. And They've teched all them, so I'd probably do that for the priest. But overall, I think the read was quite good in the meta game. Um, like when I was putting it, you make your spreadsheets and then you try and put in a frequency for each deck to see what expected win rates you can get. And like my frequencies were pretty accurate, pretty close. Maybe not spending so many warriors, but then warrior did rubbish anyway in the tournament. I believe it had a thirty-nine percent win rate overall, which was pretty terrible. Like. Uh, you don't get uh, like I've never seen a deck that low in a tournament than Warrior in, in this playoffs. It was crazy. Right. So, yeah, just maybe plan a bit more for Priest. And we see as well Tempo Mage. Maybe we see a lot of Odd Rogues in Americas in response to EU because yeah. Odd Rogue beats Tempo Mage, and people have tried to target that. It's definitely a potential weak point uh, that people have tried to beat up now. Yeah. And maybe you could try and build a strategy that beats Tempo Mage since there were. 20 of them in the tournament as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know what the spreadsheet thing, you know you know you can do that on HS Replay.net, right? 
Yeah, I was using it just Okay, play. just making sure That's you are doing yeah, like, yeah, you know, Excel yeah. when we ha have the custom weights on, on the site for people. Yeah, sometimes you want your own weight, you want your own win rate, so you have to, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was using it specifically a lot, yeah, yeah. yeah you so you go through their custom weights, stick yeah. on, and then you can put your favorite decks and you can do it, so you can have the bands as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You can, you, so can, you, can, you can ban, a lot of people don't know this because it's not clear in our UI that you can ban, you can actually eliminate you know, classes and it, and it readjusts the effective win rates. Like, so. Yeah, so before you play your opponent in the tournament, you can just stick in his decks, put them all on 25, yep. and then work out which band's best for your expected win rates as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just, you know, just a little feature that maybe some of you guys didn't know about on the site. Um, so, okay, so I guess maybe next time Priest. It's so hard because obviously America's happening next, I believe. And, you know, they're going to... It's always interesting to see who metagames what happened at EU or who metagames what they think is going to be metagames at EU. Yeah. And it's like you want to be that person that's ahead of everybody else. Yeah, so yeah. really curious to see how you know, just everybody in, in America is going to react to it. Gar, what do you think people are going to do? You think they're going to – how do you think they're going to respond? I think history kind of repeats itself. If you remember la the last preliminaries before mm -hmm. this one is – uh, I think we had like a control meta on EU, and then everyone went like quest mage, quest strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it That's was ridiculous. Crazy. Like nobody would expect that. Monsard uh, had four quest decks, right? Or there was only three. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's so different. It's just countering. I think that's like the obvious thing to do. You look at you lineups or the winning lineups and then you're like okay people will copy that and you cup then you can make a counter lineup and then in the end everyone has a counter lineup as well um yeah i think europe is definitely always is a disadvantage because basically you have to create the meta the tournament meta so it's very hard i think na is definitely easier because you see all these different lineups you see how people think you have like a lot of sample size and I don't think the the double counter mind game is like that big of a deal. It's I think way harder to create the first initial top lineups. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, you definitely try to target decks that you people will not change as much. Like for example, Paladin will be probably even more popular, or is even more popular. Do we have stats? I, I mean, the lineups are already public, but I don't know if you have stats of percentages how they changed. I know that Dru people will play more Druid. And people will play less priests because ever, like a lot of the pro players said they regretted bringing priest because it was the worst performing deck. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I expect more paladin, more druid, less priests, and then people targeting these niche yeah. decks like mage. Yeah. Uh, because you expect people to still bring mage and you don't expect people to change the mage decks too much or like change that in the lineup. You can expect people to not maybe bring Warlock, you, you know, stuff like that, but targeting this niche deck seems like a good strategy, especially in Conquest. Yeah. Uh, well, we got, just got hosted by Mitsu, Mitsuhide. Thanks thanks so much, man, for hosting us. Really appreciate it. Um, but if they're, if people regretted playing Priest, aren't you supposed to bring Priest because of that? Just because nobody <laughs> expects you to do it? So just completely counter-metting. Like, what decks do you think would maybe. be kind of interesting to see? Um you know, like you said, I, the decks are already in, right? Um, yeah. Yep. And I actually didn't see the breakdown of it. Like, I wish I... Yeah, I yeah, think I didn't we see basically it. have to... Honestly, I looked it up. I was quite disappointed, honestly. Uh, I, I, I was streaming. I didn't catch the finals, like um, the top eight. So I was looking at Reddit, and there was no Reddit post 
about to find the list. Yeah, you were you messaged me, right? Like you yeah. couldn't believe that there was no Reddit post on our Hearthstone about the playoffs. Yeah. So the main breakdown was by Old Guardian. So basically, we are waiting for Old Guardian to do the breakdown. Doing God's work, man. <laughs> Doing Hearthstone God's work. It's, Blizzard just needs to hire him, like, and just have him write all the, the esports stuff, you know, and and provide you because they have an esports portal right now. It's just there's nothing on it that's updated. You know, like I was going, I was looking on the actual event for the EU playoffs in the the article, and the, the links went to these old battle fight. Like there was like old tournament, old events like with that battle fight. So I had to actually find the updated battle fight in some comments in the forums or in in Reddit. So it, yeah, they need to they need to keep it's it like updated. We, we had oh Gosu gamers at some point, and then there. they stopped doing it. Yeah, and now we kind of have nobody doing it. It's like yeah. it's kind of stupid to do predictions when everything is already public, but yeah. you kind of have to go through Twitter <laughs> and yeah. collect what everyone. I mean, Hearthstone does some stuff too, but it it's not like as extensive as it needs to be, right? Like, you know, we have some survival guides, this type of stuff, but it's it's like post though. You know, outside of just showing all the decks, you know, just getting some stats for it. I mean, I think that's the thing that we're we're kind of looking for. It's kind of you know. Yeah. Um, so in yeah, chat, I posted like, that there's a, the yeah, breakdown of the difference between Europe and America's. Yeah, yeah, here we go. And how the how they've reacted. So you see, Spyfall Druid is the most popular. Well, it wasn't the most popular deck in EU, but it was the mm -hmm. best deck. Yeah. So everyone's bought Druid now from America's. <laughs> you see a twenty increase. Even Pan oh, as well did well in Europe. Crazy. So everyone's bought that. And then reaction to Mind Blast Feast doing bad. That's gone down by sixteen as well. So if you could predict that Spiteful Druid and Even Paladin were going to be bought more, maybe you could try and counter that now. And if people have done that, they're going to have great yeah, success. Great Dude, mm -hmm. where's that Baku control warrior right here, man? It's right, right here. <laughs> or actually, not the Baku one. We're talking. We were talking about the Gen one earlier. The Gen control warrior, right? <laughs> uh, the Gen one's not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, the Jombre one. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, if you ban Warlock, then even Paladin, right? It's got an interesting road. Uh, I wouldn't say it's easy because people will come up with with uh, potentially something good, but a lot of people won't. So it's just going to be a bunch of mirror matchups potentially, and even Paladin does pretty well against all of these these different decks right now. Um, Spiteful Druids, any any tweaks you think? Anybody? Any? Uh, you think any people will run anything differently? Maybe throw in a spreading play here or something. I don't. I don't <laughs> you're not going to do that just because of the the UI. The, but the, something. The something thing is the, the yeah. decks are already public, so making like predictions. Oh, true, true. Yeah, I, I, I always forget <laughs> that, man. It's always so early, man. It's mind like, breaker, yeah. yeah. Oh, Mindbreaker? Okay, okay. This is interesting. Wait, yeah, how many shamans do we have? Do we have a shaman? We have three yeah. even shamans, right? I think. Yeah, oh my god. Even, oh, it actually go. makes sense. I was talking about this today. It's not so bad against uh, other Argo decks. Like, it's good versus Paladin. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the better matchups yeah, for it. It beats yeah, Temper Mage, and if you're bringing an Aggro Knight that wants to beat Questro, but you don't want to play a deck like Hunter, which is uh, really bad against Paladin, right. even Shaman and makes Warlock. Sense. Yeah, because yeah, you probably ban Warlock if you're playing even Shaman, right? Oh. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you get you get the good matches yeah, in the Aggro versus Aggro, or the, the Tempo versus yeah, Tempo type of thing. Yeah. That does make sense. Man, so, if even Shaman gets into like top four, that would be so sick if you think about it. Yeah. That would be really like the so, so, game changer. Like it was so next level. Right. So so few people, you know, brought Miracle Rogue, right? But Miracle Rogue was one of the topics, you know, after the the event and how you know it performed a lot better than I think even you know a lot of people thought. So seems like people still are pretty down on, on Miracle Rogue right now. Just uh, you know, it, it not 
not potentially being good uh, in, in whatever meta it is, because we're only seeing two now, <laughs> you know, after after we had three in EU. Yeah, it feels like people are sort of all in when they bring Rogue and they've just gone for the quest Rogue. Mm. Rather than, so Milkerode's a bit non-committal, all the matchups are a bit close to 50%. Yeah. So you're if you face the full aggro lineup, you have a chance against the Tempo Mage and against Paladin. Yeah. Whereas people, if they brought their quest Rogue lineup, they've gone all in on their strategy to beat Control, and they're going to hope to face Control, and they're going to beat up Control with quest Rogue. Yeah. Rather than go with this Milkerode strategy. It, that's what it looks like, people are thinking. Mm-hmm. All right, any any crazy decks? I was like, you know, just something I'm hoping. Well, Tog Waggle Druid. Okay, we got one down here. We got. Oh, actually, no, that was Europe. So we, all of these yeah. is like, uh, screw it. <laughs> so I don't see anything too crazy here. The problem is it's the format. Conquest really doesn't allow any fancy decks. Yeah. In LHS, you would see more likely fancy decks than in mm-hmm. Conquest. Yeah, I could see that. All right. Well, anyways, tune into that. That is, is it this weekend? It is yeah. this weekend. Yeah, it's this weekend. Um, Wait. Definitely hours will be a lot better for us uh, over, he- yeah, over here. Two days. Yeah, in two, two days. days. And uh, yeah, root for some of your favorites. There's a lot of a lot of big name players in this. So um, I think that's going to be really, really cool. And, and just to, I guess, uh, sum up uh, who made it through, you know, just uh, with uh, the EU playoffs. So we've got Turnon, we've got Viper. And then um, AA3650, and then Bunny Hopper got through too. So. Casper. Why does, yeah. People should start calling him Casper, man. He, he said it in interviews. Just call him Casper. Just call him Casper? Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, like, like even the, the caster still calls, call him a, a I mean, He said his, he said his name, name was randomly generated, yeah. I know, yeah. but change your name. <laughs> you can still have a, a Blizzard allows you to change your name, right? Like you can change. Yeah, your name. yeah, he should change it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man, they used to charge us for that. They don't even charge us for that, at least for for our single one. Uh, so I mean, it, that's what's gonna happen, dude. If your name is that, that's just <laughs> what's gonna happen. We're gonna call. It, we're gonna refer to you as that. But yeah, for the, uh, other people definitely cat. That's should be Casper <laughs> there. Uh, but anyways, congratulations to those four, and um, yeah, we'll we'll get four more right this weekend. And then we'll finish off with Asia at the end of the month. And then we'll get some balance changes after that. It'll be good. Definitely good. All right. Uh, next up, we've got um, Meta. You know, we kind of talked about Meta a little bit. So we might just kind of go through this a little bit quicker and um, kind of show the power rankings, see how things have changed since last week when we talked about it. And, um, you know, uh, no changes at the top, obviously, Paladin, Warlock. But we did see some movement in terms of uh, what was good and what was popular from 3, 4, and 5. So uh, popularity, we saw Mage shoot up, and I'm sure Burr Control had a little bit to do with that. This is the last day, by the way, 24 hours, what we're looking at. All the Mage games are me. Exactly, all the Mage games are him. <laughs> <laughs> and just people watching him and seeing how, all his success. <laughs> He's boosting this stuff. Exactly. Clearly, you're, you're the only one, because the Mage winning percentage went down 48 Point two, and this is ranked four to legend. Yeah. By and the way. hunter one dropping to nine is because I stopped playing hunter leather. Dude, yeah, hunter yeah. popular. Look at that. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was possible to shaman, unseat like, shaman. Look, but it is possible. <laughs> it is completely the, possible. The re- I, I I can predict the main reason for that. I think the main reason for that is hunter auto loses to warlock, like all versions of warlock, and that's like a really yeah. huge problem for the class. Yeah. Yeah, without Barnes, yeah. Barnes, Barnes still did well at EU Plus. It was the highest win rate class, even with a small sample of only like 40 games. When they could get, get rid of Warlock and ban that away, 
it, it has strong matchups against like Tempo Mage and mm -hmm. Paladin. Yeah. And it's yeah. good against Warrior as well because of the Rexar. Yeah, you know. Uh, Turn three, yeah. Yasharaj is pretty good, man. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing that is quite bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking, you're, you're talking about like six, six Van Cleaves, right? Or eight, eights on turn three. Uh, <laughs> Losing bonds and bonds yeah, on them. Exactly. <laughs> it can be pretty brutal there. Uh, but yeah, Hunter is, man, Hunter almost needs a, a sap or something like that. I don't even know what it needs, but... Mad Scientist. Mad, I don't even think Mad Scientist hunter. would rescue No, it, we need Control honest. Hunter. That's what we need, Chairman. We need more Control Hunter cards. Yeah, control Hunter hasn't even survived. <laughs> it hasn't survived the early game, man. That's like the, right now. The, I kind of wish Hunter had the, the rush package that Warrior has. Like, that, that could have helped Hunter quite a bit. Um, and not, you know, been all this face hunter type of stuff, right? Like face hunter and, and aggro hunter has always been, you know, problematic at times, or at least it, it's carried the aggro uh, archetype for a long time and, you know, for too long and people just you know, stop liking it. And we still see it some, right? With the face hunter, the wolf rider, you know, version, the Baku version. But I think that it would have been a nice, that that class would have been a nice way to, to keep the early game relevant and, and potentially powerful against the aggro archetypes right now it's just like we have nothing there's nothing outside of the uh, the candle uh to even do anything remotely effective against these crazy powerful turns one two and threes so um until that gets fixed and then like you said void lords and and stuff like that for for uh uh warlock i don't even know what we can do with hunter there's good stuff in hunter right now so it, it's like a yeah. matter of just filling a couple of those holes and then all of a sudden people will be playing hunter yeah, Hunter has a good classic core package with the bow, Hellmaster, Kill Command. It just needs a few good early game tools to just fit with that. So it can maybe mid range Hunter can curve out, or maybe just some better spells for Spell Hunter. Like, there's no way to remove a Void Lord for Hunter. It needs a hard removal card to, to, to be a freeze, good control deck. It's Freeze Trap, which can be played around completely. Yeah, yeah exactly. You just don't attack with your Void Lord. Problem <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's pretty brutal that way right now. And um, it, the new cards, I, I was actually referring to the new cards. I think the new cards actually introduced um, some some very solid value packages for Hunter, um, but they're just missing all that early game right now. Like everything they kind of had before just was just gone now, right? So they, they need to replace that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take another one. Uh, outside of that, you know, you saw um, uh, just Druid dropping. I think I just at least uh, from a... Uh, power ranking standpoint druid mage and warrior dropped a little bit um same with popularity too i think rogue dropped from i think rogue was number three i believe last week um so that, that kind of dropped a little bit still clearly paladin warlock it's the paladin warlock world and, and people uh, giving up on warrior i feel like as well i feel like it, the last yeah. few weeks people really tried you know believed in the back of warrior now also with the playoffs showing that Warrior was really, like, one of the worst-performing decks. If not the worst-performing class. Yeah, by far. Yeah. People are giving up on the Control Warrior. It's just not better than the others, you know, like, in the same archetype. it You know, why why play something inferior, right? And it doesn't give you that much that's that's uh, very unique to the Warrior either. So, um, not, not that surprise. Winning percentage, you know, we still see a pretty close... Um, range, you know, from I would say even from two to six, it's not that far. Yeah, it just kind of looks bad, but it's it's actually not. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it looks. Uh, some of the top decks this uh, 
this week, uh, or at least today, uh, in, in the last 24 hours. No surprise, even Paladin, Control Lock, Quest Rogue, which is kind of interesting, uh, Q Block, and then Control Priest. So um, uh, kind of surprised that Mage isn't on here, <laughs> given that I've seen I've seen quite a few Mages too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I think these versions are pretty much what you'd expect, all the standard ones. Yeah, that even Paladin recently, like, so obviously posting Rank 1 Legend with it, and then yeah. everyone's been playing that and posting Karanx as well. Yeah. That's, like, slightly different. People were always playing, like, the Lich King, and then this yeah. one doesn't include the Life You Stegodon package, and there's no uh, Dragos Jader as well. Mm -hmm. So just removing that package and playing Chain Gang makes it slightly better against Aggro, and then the Arja Commanders, I think, really help against the Priest, which is a big problem for Paladin. Yep. Now you can make a sticky board against, like, Dustbreaker and have more burst damage from hand which is quite important against priests. So once you've solved your bad matchup as Paladin, it just gets even better, as we see with this ridiculous win rate. Yeah, I played a lot of this, actually, in the last day. I mean, when I was playing, I played mostly this, like, a couple of days ago. And, yeah, the Valoneer is, is like, really, really good and, with Arts and Commander. It's, like, And the Direwolf left, I think that's also quite new. Which one? Oh, the Direwolf. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. The version I played had it. I and mean, he has Beatles in here instead, right? Oh, so, yeah. This one has yeah. Beatles instead of Direwolf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Zixxon might have had Direwolf, but mm. the Direwolf is worse off Courtois, but better to be played sometimes. Yep. Yeah, Beatles just a slight just aggro tech if you're facing yeah, more, more mages. Mage. Yeah. The Wolf, I think buffing your, your Silverhand Recruit is a really important play against a lot of different decks. So... Um, or even it chipping something right for two versus one is like really good in that kind of first turn so or first two turns, but yeah, this version I think has performed super well. Like at one point I, I had I think I ended up being at sixty nine percent with this tech or seventy percent. At one point I was like seventeen and two or something with it. It was insane. Yeah, it was really really good uh, when I was starting at like rank five or you know and, and work my way up. But uh, yeah, definitely check that out. And uh, Priest is pretty much the same. I think the Q blocks pretty much the same. Control lock. If you haven't played Control lock, this is pretty much what it looks like right now. Um, the it, with uh, those are the shroom. The shroom brewers are where you were talking about earlier. Uh, Bork. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the shroom brewers are the tech for Priest. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, good stuff. Check that out. Those are all you know definitely good. You can obviously find these on our uh, hsreplay.net. Uh, meta tier. If you click on the meta tab, you'll you'll see uh, some of these maybe there. If you if you click on the archetypes, um, but yeah, still moving along the meta. Uh, right now, I want to give a shout out to just uh, some of our folks that have been supporting the show for a while, the patrons. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/ValueTown and make a pledge. You know, help us out. Help us continue doing this show. Um, you know, a lot of these folks that uh, want to mention here have been supporting the show for a while and really really appreciate that. Mike T. Legendary producer, of course. And then Raydan, Bob K, Gary D, Dan S, Nick P, Peter V, Aaron B, Keepa, Greg S, Nicholas B, Eric C, Devil Source, and Juan P. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for doing that. And again, if you just go to the site, you know, Patreon I've been using for a long time. They're definitely great. And, um, you know, it's it's you can donate as much as you want, like a dollar, $20, quarter, whatever you want to do. But it basically uh, what it does is it charges you for each of the episodes we come out so that, you know, if we skip a week, you don't get charged for anything like that. So check it out, and uh, we really appreciate it if you support it. Uh, all right, Q&A, guys. To kind of finish up, we'll just have one last Q&A here. Uh, Jason R. Um, has an idea about... Actually, no, let's start with Ahmed H. We'll, we'll finish with Jason R's. Ahmed H. has an um, interesting question. With the nerfs coming 
I expect Call to Arms to be getting the hammer. Is it playable if what we just talked about, right? Playable in five mana and, and odd pattern or even six mana. Uh, so the six mana, I think, is probably the thing. And, and Gara said the six mana, yes. Board control, you're you on the fence on that? I mean, playable. Yeah, I mean, you probably still play it because think about what it does. Six mana, you draw three cards and you play them. It's like a noish, and then you play the cards. It's still good. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely still playable for six, I'd say, but not. Uh, yeah, yeah, for now with, with the current cards, it's kind of crazy that it's a four mana card. It's playable for six. Well, it's <laughs> it's playable only in the even deck, right? Like you wouldn't play it in Murloc Paladin, right? Mm. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, really? I don't think I would play it. Sure, it's, it's a board yeah. flood. You just play a card, you have a full board. Of course, you play it. I think you still play it. Yeah. You still think you play it? Okay, even with one drops yeah. involved, you still play it. Okay. All right. That's It's definitely getting closer. So clearly <laughs> it's the right direction, right? Five or six kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. I uh, hope that answers your question, Ahmed. Jason has a um, he has a suggestion about just, I guess, what to do with, with basic packs or people getting started. So he's been playing on all three servers. I've been using the e Europe and Asian accounts as my free-to-play accounts. So as you know, getting into the game, it's hard to get the cards you need. Um, what do you think about the following ideas? So classic, classic packs would have 10 cards in them uh, when either one through a brawl or a quest. Okay, so the packs that you've been given to you would, would have 10 cards in them. And this would give you a chance to get more classic cards, obviously, uh, while buying um, classic cards while buying still the new expansions when they first come out. Uh, it wouldn't be a huge amount of cards, but you know, it'd be a subtle way basically to get you more classic cards. And then Wild Dust, uh, his other idea is when you dust something, you should get double the dust. Standard Dust and Wild Dust. Standard Dust would be used to craft any cards, but Wild Dust can only be used to craft uh, cards that are available in Wild. So um, the way you feel bad about making your Dr. Boom because the dust can only be spent in, in Wild anyways. Okay, so I think his general ideas are, have to do with just giving us more in terms of like the older stuff. Right. And and obviously the dust is just a way to allow us to build, you know, some of the newer stuff quicker. Um so I don't and what do you guys think? I mean, from an objective standpoint, obviously I think all of us think that ah, yeah, it'd be great, you know, just to help folks out, right? But do you think this is a good solution if you were Blizzard? Uh I think for new players, well personally, when I try to get new players into the game, new friends into the game, they have a big issue with I don't want to spend all my money on cards. I would like to see there be ways to earn more cards in game, just in game rewards. Like you can see like a, a tab of rewards. If I get ten wins, I get a pack, twenty wins, I get two packs, sort of thing. Or just more ways to just uh, earn cards in game just from playing rather than spending money. The game is supposed to be free to play, of course, as people like to joke about sometimes nowadays. But <laughs> I, I would definitely like to see I'm not sure obviously from Blizzard's standpoint, they're trying to make the most money that they can. Their current model I imagine it's making them a lot of money and they think it's the best one. Otherwise, they would be changing it, right? So I don't expect anything to really change on this front for, for, unless Blizzard suddenly find a way to make more money out of out of us by making these more packs. But I, I definitely would like to see new players. Yeah, maybe 10 cards, maybe multiple packs, just earn them in-game somehow. Yeah, because we're talking about the basic and classic cards, you know, like those, yeah. not basic, but classic cards, right? We're, we're we're trying to catch people up. I guess this is the idea for it versus like the new expansion. They're giving us plenty of cards for the new expansion. I mean, we we got like, I don't know how many packs in total now, like like 
15, 20 or something. I don't even know, but, but they were, they gave us a crap load of packs, this expansion, yeah. but still, you know, the people are just getting started right now. They could get all those new cards, but then they are missing all the, the classic ones. So yeah, Gar, like, what do you, what do you think in terms of this kind of issue? And if this is a good idea. Uh, they have been changing the quests up a lot as well. And I still think they, again, like I talked about it last week, I don't like this, which would def well, defeat 10 bosses. Yeah, forget and, that one. That, yeah, that one yeah. obviously is a bad idea. Um, <laughs> the dust thing, I don't know, man. Make it Maybe make cards cheaper or like get more dust from disenchanting cards in general, not just when a card gets nerfed. I think that helps a lot. I think this. I think Crypto talked also about it. The ratio right now is really bad, right? You get one quarter of the dust yeah. of a card. Mm -hmm. That's such a bad ratio, right? If you get, so it really makes you feel like, oh my god, very unlucky. Because most of the legendaries are also very bad that you get from a, any expansion in general. But, and, they, but they fix the whole legendary rate, though. You know, like you don't get repeats anymore, right? Like yeah, you, but you still want to disenchant most of these legendaries because you can't play them really in any deck you want to get the yeah. good legendaries and if you disenchant them that really hurts you first of all you can get them back because of that and because you disenchant it and mm -hmm. but you only get one quarter of the dust so it's it feels so expensive like i play like i have four accounts actually because i had to make a new na account and it's really expensive because my NA account is basically half free to play. I still spend a lot of money on it. But whenever a new expansion comes out, it it really is expensive to craft all the like the meta yeah. decks. I always miss like half of the classes just because it's so ridiculous expensive. And then then you notice, I mean they really did it low key, but they really upped the epic cards, the epic mm -hmm. good cards yeah, in right. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like really that's went really like, yeah, yeah, we make you know, you it's get harder more to get the epics, the timer, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, all the good cards are epic now. It's really yeah. is more expensive. Like, and you need two of the epics normally too. So yes. it, that's yeah. why it, yes. they catch. You know, they, they say something like this card is core for all decks, like Cold or Creeper. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, there's. If you looked at the list of all the epics, there are a lot of the good good cards right now. Uh, like in, in Cold Arm. It, Call Arms is what is Call Arms? Epic, epic, epic right? Epic. Yeah, yeah I was, epic. I, like I can't craft Paladin. I'm missing like half the cards. Yeah, on Asia, I spent a hundred plus quid, and I only have Paladin and like maybe like Odd Rogue as well, and that's it. I sort of invested into Paladin, thinking it's going to be good for ages. I just have Paladin. Yeah, that's all I have, and it's still like hundred plus pounds just to, just for one good deck if you start from nothing. Yeah, I my my youngest son is like recently started playing and. Yeah, I've been kind of like watching to see how he does because I, I don't I don't buy packs or anything. So he's like really experiencing the free to play. Um, I mean, actually, that's not true. I don't buy them. Like we we have this whole thing with um, just our company, just Asia's Replay, where we you know we obviously have to keep up with the game. So I've been kind of giving him some of those packs, um, but he's starting from scratch, you know, and and him, you know, him experiencing it, you know. It, it's tough because he'll come and watch me play and then he'll kind of want to go and play like it on his, but it's impossible, right, for him to play the, the same decks on his. So um, it's, it is it is a pretty difficult thing. And I think that just the classic ones, I don't think they're making a ton of money on the classic ones. I don't know. It's it's. I feel like when people go to, to buy new packs, they... They, um, I mean, they're they're obviously going to want to ask the question of like which packs to buy once they, they know the game well enough. But the ui and everything is definitely tailored so you buy the new stuff right like it's the first thing yeah the, list the ultra and, cut should yeah. be cheaper to craft yeah could, i mean like you can even make an argument that just the classic set could just be free 
like you know you just at least some of it you know could just be like kind of like the basic uh version and and just kind of you know try to monetize just the other packs and the other expansions i mean you still got four expansions for them to have to buy um so it's um it's a it's a tricky thing but i think that in the end we'll, we'll probably i wouldn't be surprised if they eventually get to the point where just the older cards are you know getting to the point where they're super cheap and and free but uh you know, we'll see. I don't know. Like with this whole resetting, we're always gonna all you know have the same number of, of decks in standard. So in, unless wild just became something huge, if wild became huge, I think they would have to do it, right? Like if that became, I couldn't play wild right now. I, I mean, there's so, especially not the multiple servers. Yeah, it would be so expensive. Be, be crazy. Yeah, I've disenchanted most of my wild cards already yeah, on other servers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or you can just eliminate. So yeah, Tor Torix said that a lot of people have been suggesting just eliminate the classic set, just get rid of basic and classic, and just run with the four expansions every year. I mean, or just have this kind of moving window that's just four expansions or whatever. Um, that's an idea too. I think that'd be pretty good. All right. Well, uh, yeah, covered a lot, guys. Board control, awesome, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a great time having you on here, man. You, your insight was amazing. Yeah, it's been great. I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, man. And when's the next event for you? Like, what what's next for you? So, DreamHack Tours is the next one. That starts on the 19th. That's 10 days from now. And then, yeah, there's events all the time. I'm going to, going to try and go to as many tours as, we, as I can. So, there's, like, Austin as well. Mm -hmm. The full DreamHack circuit starts now. Yeah. So, yeah, events all the time. It's going to be great. Yeah, the DreamHacks are a lot of fun, too. Gar, how about you? Are you going to go to any of these DreamHacks? Yes, I'm finally yes. also going to some tournaments. I'm going to DreamHack tours as well, to DreamHack Italy. Nice. I heard some rumors, Seed Story Cup coming up oh. relatively soon as cool. well. There's points at Seed Story? No, but... Uh, I was no, going to say, man, event. really? The memes give points too? Oh my god. <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> an event. Yeah, it's Very a cool event. event. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, um, Can't wait for that. And just seeing how other people do. Like, we have... APEC right after this weekend as well, I think. It's at the same time, which is a bit questionable. It's at the same time as DreamHack Tours, I yeah. heard. Yeah, I think so. So usually you had problems with Blizzard, you know, overlapping events. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess it's fine now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, you remember last year, you couldn't, no, no event gave points if it was two months before or after uh, a preliminary. It was actually crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So DreamHack Tours, which where is that? Like, is in tours. They're tours. Oh, in it's tours <laughs> in France. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking like the <laughs> tour. I was like, oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When I, I saw it, I was like, well, DreamHack yeah. Tours. Like, is this like another yeah. mini little thing, little? It's actually thing? quite difficult to yeah. get there. Oh really? Like okay. you have to go by train. Like oh. you you go to Paris and then you have to take like a two hour train. Oh, I see. Okay. That's like the fastest way to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now this would be good. The DreamHack events are always the the fun ones, just with the Grand Prix and you know, just uh, the the field's always really really difficult. Honestly. And now it's summer, nice time. Yeah, definitely a good time out there. All right, well, Board Control, thanks for yeah joining us today. And any kind of shout outs you want to do before we take off? Yeah, so yeah, just shout out to my team, Fate to Karma, and then yeah, follow me on Twitter at Board Control, Twitch Board Control HS. I'll be streaming daily whenever I'm not at events. So yeah, come come by, check it out. Awesome. Gara, how about you, man? As always, shout out to my Twitter, shout out to my stream. I stream every single day, Twitch TV slash Garbashan, as people should know by now. And <laughs> shout outs to all the lovely viewers. 
and to board control for being on the show. It was super awesome. Yeah, definitely need to have you on again sometime, dude. Definitely be fun. Um, and I'll round things out. Thanking both of you guys for doing the show, everybody for watching. Thanks, Mitsu, for uh, uh, hosting e earlier. And just uh, we got actually got a we actually got a few subs today during the show, which never happens. So thanks to all those folks that had sub today while during the stream. It really means a lot. And um, you can find the show on YouTube, of course, youtubecom uh, MV and YouTube.com/hsreplaynet. We're trying to get some folks over there now, just as we're kind of transitioning over there. You can also find the um, audios on iTunes as well as Google Play and SoundCloud.com/chamanv. So uh, if you want to listen to it on the way to work, which a lot of people do, uh, definitely look for us there. You can just search for Hearthstone Value Town. If you uh, enjoy the show, leave a comment. You know, it really helps us in terms of people trying to find it if they want are looking for a hearthstone podcast too uh but that's going to be it guys for this week so for board control gara and chaman v myself i, I, I call myself chaman v that's like the first time i've ever done it it's weird we'll see you next week guys later Champions of the night